0: For breaking news on Louder with Crowder, I'm Perry Matheson. We take you to our on-the-field reporter, Jimmy, in Orlando, who has interviews with families of the affected victims after the horrendous tragedy. Jimmy.
1: Yes, Perry, I'm here with Eric, who was actually in uh, the club. And um, Eric, thank you for taking the time. We know how hard this is. Is there anything you can tell us that maybe the media is not talking about that could give us some some insight into the situation? Again, we're really appreciative of your time.
2: Yeah, you know, well, um, the guy went in there, and uh, obviously it was, a, it was a horrendous scene. He continually kept yelling Allahu Akbar, and um,
1: it's a tragedy all around.
0: Now, Jimmy, did he just say the man was yelling Allahu Akbar?
1: No, Perry, that's not what he said.
0: Um, it sounded pretty clearly like that's what he said. No,
1: Perry, he was yelling, I love my AR.
0: Well, there you have it. We'll keep you abreast as this story unfolds. And we gather more information hoping to prevent tragedy like this in the future. Well, out of broader, I'm Perry Mallison. You've found yourself at
1: the junction where worlds meet. Politics, Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And
0: a whole bunch of other stuff.
1: It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body, you should have a horrible body image.
0: Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. <laughs> we are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. you strange. Getting louder with
3: Crowder.
0: It's the third show in June, which marks Louder with Crowder's official cultural appropriation month. Join us each week as we travel the globe, appreciating and illuminating you on all the great cultures this world has to offer. Up this week, the ancient culture of the Middle East.
1: Glad to be with you. That sound is a sound of the weekend. Don't good speak weekend. Don't speak. When you're Burkard, you don't speak to me. I am your host, Steven Crowder. Of course, producing with me in studio as always is not gay Jared. You can follow him on Twitter at not gay Jared. He is not gay. I fulfill my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. We good? We're fine, you can speak. Hey, we're good. I give you permission. We're good. You are good. You know, we, we're doing Cultural Appropriation Month. Of course, that continues this week. We did Mexico, China, now the Middle East. The reason we had to pick the Middle East is just because there's no particular standout country. So we went with a region, which I think is more fair. You know, you don't have to wear that burka the whole night. This, the burka? You don't have to wear it the whole night. You can take it off. I'm actually, oh, really? I actually have to get rid of the, the beard ah. here. Because this is not going to make it possible for me to talk. So, all right, glad to be with you. We have some tremendous guests here tonight. We have Dave Rubin, who will come on the show later. We'll uh, have a, a, a discussion about gun control. We'll have a discussion, a debate about the gun control. See, you look good. Your face looks good. You don't have to hide that pretty face behind a burka. You're here in North America. I appreciate it. Just the way God made you. And then we are going to have Gerald Morgan, of course, in the second Great hour. Great guest. Great guest, who uh, friend, really doesn't know show. a whole lot about Islam. We'll be talking about Islam, and we will have Annie Cyrus on uh, at the, the the half hour here, who was a child bride in Islam and knows it pretty well. Knows the religion pretty well. Let me move my seat here because it's on my garb. I don't know how they live like this. No wonder they drowned in record numbers in the, in the bay. It's a real problem. Did you know that with the burqa? It's a real problem. All right. We have a little bit of a new setup. And some big announcements to make. I don't know why not Gay Jared is laughing so hard. So we're, we're, we're glad to be with you this week. Of course, a horrible tragedy this week. All right, let's start this off. Y- you know, it's it's mandatory to say thoughts and... What's that?
4: I'm not sure what that is. But it, I like the jam.
1: Oh, does that mean it's uh it's call to prayer?
4: It must be getting close. It's called to prayer time. Which direction's Mecca? Uh... I think it was that one over there. Okay.
5: Yeah.
1: (laughs) We got it? Take part in your prayer, Jared. There you go. We got it. Okay. We faced Mecca. We did our prayer. Uh, So listen, it's a terrible week. Mandatory to say thoughts and prayers. And of course that's true. And I hate the fact that we have to politicize these issues right away. I hate the fact that that happens. But it's reality. And conservatives need to accept. Anyone who's anti-authoritarian needs to accept that it is reality. This happened, of course, the tragic shooting in Orlando and before the bodies were even cold. When a man named Omar Mateen opened fire on a bunch of gays in a nightclub because they were gay and because he was Muslim and pledged his allegiance to ISIS, we are talking about gun control. That is what's happened right off the bat. Um, And we've gotten so far left in this country. Let me give you a couple of let me give you a couple of, of, of important pieces, and let me go general for you, and then we'll come back, we'll talk specific news of the day. Sally Cohn got really mad at me. We'll, we'll, we'll bring up, we'll talk about those tweets later, we'll rebut Samantha B. later, and Conan O'Brien, we don't want to do it right now, right off the bat, let's give you the general idea. First, the Marleys were dead to begin with. This man went through the security checks, he wasn't on a terror list, he wasn't on a no-fly list, and he didn't use an AR-15. Wasn't on a terror list, wasn't on a no-fly list, Didn't go through a loophole, and he didn't use an AR-15. That's important for people to know. Because people want to repeat in your brain, AR-15, 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 they want to make you scared of that rifle. Even though they've never fired it. They have no idea what a semi-automatic weapon is, they have no idea what an assault rifle is, because it doesn't exist. But they want to drill this in your head. Repetition, 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 repetition of the lie. None of those things are true. Okay? I've written about it at laterscatter Start with that. Sally Cone gets up, and right away the left is saying Christians, including the ACLU, Christian conservatives created this environment because we don't want uh, penises in the ladies' room. Uh, Sally Cone talked about Christians and their their anti gay bigotry because because a private bakery not wanting to bake a gay wedding cake and slaughtering fifty gays, forty nine gays in a nightclub. The the, the comparability is striking. It's more or
4: less the same thing.
1: It's, well, it's in the ballpark in the Sally Cone brain. And so I tweeted her on Twitter saying, yeah, Baker's not baking a cake versus 50 homos dead in a nightclub. The, I can see the similarity. Now it's Twitter. She gets off on the homos. How dare you use the word people are more offended about an abbreviation of the medically correct term, homosexual, than they are the fact that Islam is killing record numbers of gays across the globe and it's happening on your own soil. The left is more offended if you say the wrong word. I don't know if queer is the right word or if it's gay half the time. There's LGBTQ, some people tell you queer, is the Q is queer, some people tell you that it's questioning. They're more concerned with the words. Why? Why are they more concerned with the words when 50 people are dead? I'll tell you why they're more concerned with the words, because they know they can hang you on them. They know that they can hang you on the words. If people are focusing on the words, if people are focusing on the joke, they don't actually examine the policy. They don't actually examine the heart behind the words. They don't actually have to face evil in the face. That's why people like Sally Cohn are doing it. That's why they want to make it about the AR-15. They don't want to acknowledge that we have evil amongst us. And here's the thing, conservatives. We need to be honest about this, okay? Good guy with a gun would be... No! That may not be true. Do I think good guys with guns are... But be- Yes. Do I believe you should go buy a firearm? As a matter of fact, I think that everybody out there right now should not only buy a firearm, I want to see trending. Hashtag gift a gun. If you have any loved ones or friends who are responsible, obviously in clear medical health, who don't own a firearm, you should purchase them a firearm as a gift. Why? Because when it's shipped to them, to their local FFL dealer, they will have to go through the paperwork. Now, even if they don't fire that gun, even if they don't like it, they have to go pick it up because you filed it under their name and you've shipped it to them, right? They have to go pick it up. They will have to fill out paperwork and a background check. Here's why that's important. The easiest way to refute the propaganda that's coming out from Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton where they say, you can get a you can get a machine gun without a background check. All it takes is for someone to have ever purchased a firearm. Once. If they've done it once, they can say, sorry, Jared, bullsh**. For terrestrial, we're going to have to that dump button. Bullsh**. Anyone who's ever purchased a firearm knows that it is absolute, complete, patent bullshit. They've done it illegally. I don't know. I'm not talking about the Bludge of the Crips. That's why. So here, here's the beauty of this. The, 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 the Second Amendment, fundamental gun rights are a winning issue because over 90 million Americans have guns, at least hundreds of millions of guns, in the United States of America, and you want to make that more. Because every single one of them knows that it's a lie that you can get a gun without a background check. Or that a background check would stop a crazy person from getting a gun. By the way, the no-fly list is a joke. And anyone who wants to use that as a litmus test for your fundamental human rights is a joke. Whether it's Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. We don't know who it is yet. Donald Trump said he wanted to talk with the NRA about not letting no-fly listers get guns. He could mean that he wants to say we shouldn't not let them get guns. He could do the double negative. I don't know. But that's a deal-breaker for me. Boston Globe. Or Boston, was it Boston Globe? Boston Press? One of those Boston, Boston Globe, One of those Boston, Boston Globe. Boston Globe wants to. They want to release permit information publicly. That's setting a crime map. Here's something: the Second Amendment. We'll get into this. We'll get into the rebuttal with Samantha B. And, and Conan O'Brien. The Second Amendment, when taken very literally, it's beautiful. It's like the Constitution. Uh, sorry, it's not like the, it's. It's like the Quran, the Constitution, uh, or or the uh, the Bible. The Second Amendment, when taken literally, is really clear. The right of the people. Not the right of the militia. The right of the people shall not be infringed, period. Very clear. When taken contextually, the Second Amendment is even more clear.
0: Yeah, it's only for muskets.
1: Which is so funny. They go, AR-15s are a weapon of war and have no place in it. Well, what do you think the weapons of war were back then? Dummy muskets and tanks. Not tanks. Cannons. Sorry, they didn't have tanks. Cannons. Muskets and cannons. They would have liked tanks, though, they I They would have loved tanks. Cannons. And guess what? Founding fathers said yes to cannons. There was a letter of Mark and Reprisal. We've talked about that. I think it was Jefferson, was it Madison? A letter of Mark and Madison. Reprisal. Madison. No. Private ship. And it wasn't written like, okay, we'll give you permission to have cannons. It was, what? Of course you can have cannons. That's why we wrote the right to bear arms and not muskets. No free man shall ever have his arms stripped. These are direct quotes. When you read more letters, when you look at the historical context, it only becomes more strong. That's the beauty of the Second Amendment. That's why uh, Michael Woods Jr., who was on Joe Rogan, talking about how we need to rewrite the Second Amendment, agreed to come on the show, we'll talk about him later, look into his past, agreed to come on the show, then changed the term, said he would only come on if people gave to a GoFundMe, then said he wouldn't come on, because the left can't defend it. It's their biggest losing issue. So the Second Amendment is really clear. I invite anybody out there, anybody out there who can give me a convincing argument that the Second Amendment was meant only for muskets during that period of time. Anyone. That it wouldn't apply to modern firearms. In that same breath, you'd have to make the argument that the First Amendment doesn't apply to people tweeting from their iPhone. So that. But then the question comes up, and not Gay Jared asked me this this week, uh, is the Second Amendment, is the juice worth the squeeze? Are we at a point where the negative ramifications are so great that maybe we need to do away with it? That's what people are saying, though. That's another argument from the left. Just do away with the Second Amendment. It's not worth it anymore. The cost of freedom is too great. Good guy with a gun may not stop all of them. We need to acknowledge that. You can't contain evil. Are you doing this- are
4: we doing this again? That's no, yeah, going to break soon. We're going to break soon? Yep. Oh, already? Yeah.
1: I wasn't even finished with my rant.
4: Time flies when you're having a blast. I
1: thought we were doing another call to prayer. I wish. Where's Mecca? I don't know where Mecca is. We're going to break? Yeah, way. Well, okay, we'll- we'll see. We have to go pray to Mecca. Hey, podcast listener, this is an intimate relationship we have. I mean, I'm in your ears. Unless you're into weird stuff, you don't even let your wife do that. Or boyfriend, I'm not judging. But you can watch this visually every Thursday live at 8 p.m. Eastern or 7 o'clock Central. Or you can subscribe to the live video stream on YouTube uh, where you can watch it as opposed to just listen to it. You can watch this full show with people in front of talkies is what they used to call them. It's a moving picture. YouTube, subscribe, or watch it live. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern.
0: Hey, Steven, what are you doing?
1: Ah, I'm just browsing AR-15.com.
4: You mean the site about the scary black rifle with the best prices, community, and information on the web? Ah,
1: what the hell's the difference?
4: AR-15.com! Kaboom! AR-15.com!
1: Kaboom! (laughs) AR-15... Air15.com. You know they just heard the three takes. You did three takes. You didn't edit it. They can hear you. Kaboom. is so creepy. Where am I? In Hamtramck, Michigan? I would like to say the music got better at some point.
4: It like, got picked up, but... You know, someone guess, right now is listening. That was a top,
1: top 40 hit. They, well, everything is top. That's top 40 everything there. Every top 40 in that country, that's what it is. You want to hear the next song on that list? It's the same song. Hello. And then some Muslims don't like music. That's true. That's the thing, too. Um, okay, a couple of things. I've got this up on my screen uh, from the Wall Street Journal. There were suspicions of the Orlando shooter, and actually some, uh, some firearm stores, dealers, refused to sell them ammo. And you see leftists praising this. Well, that's great. Well, yeah, shouldn't private businesses have the right to refuse any service? Imagine that. Imagine that. I don't want to cater your wedding. Why? Is it because I'm gay? I don't like your face. I don't like your bowl cut. Leave. I would like to purchase a thousand rounds of ammo. Okay, and your name? Omar. No. Bye. If you want to get real about the lists, you need to get real about profiling here. There's one problem, and the problem is Islam. But I, I'm surprised that leftists aren't, aren't talking about how, hey, it's great that private businesses have the right to make some judgment calls sometimes. Sometimes they get it wrong, but they should have the right to make safety calls, whether it's a gun or it's a cake. When it comes to the Second Amendment, I was talking about this before the break. Some people are saying, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it, are the effects worse? Is this the cost of freedom? We'll talk about that later with Samantha B. Okay, the cost of freedom. Um, sometimes good guys with the guns won't, won't stop, but you have to accept that. You cannot contain evil. And sometimes this is a cost of freedom. That'll be a soundbite. Someone says the mass shooting should continue because it's the cost of freedom. Listen, violence is down. Okay? After the assault weapons ban, you remove Chicago, Baltimore, gang violence, the mass shootings have not gone up. Okay? Statistically, it's not this, this bloodbath out there that people want. Now this is a horrific incident. No one is belittling the incident, uh, the incident. No one is marginalizing the incident. But you can't control evil. And the evil is Islam. The evil is not the AR-15, which wasn't used. Is the juice worth worth the squeeze, the Second Amendment? Well, let me tell you, what has the Second Amendment given you? Okay, the Second Amendment is, the United States, this is important to note, it is founded on violence. The United States was created, very specifically, through justifiable homicide. Justifiable homicide against redcoats coming from a monarchy and an evil, oppressive, corrupt government who never allowed their people to have guns. So the Second Amendment in a modern society, do you get some shootings? Yeah, but guess what? Without the Second Amendment, you would never have this modern society. It wouldn't exist. The Industrial Revolution, the technological leaps and bounds, electricity, light bulbs, all of them have come to you courtesy of the United States. Why? Because of freedom. Freedom to innovate, freedom to create. No place left the world's greatest, most oppressive superpower one century only to become the world's only superpower the next century. It's never happened before or since. Not to this level. You know what happened? You know how they did that? With firearms with the Second Amendment. They said, we're not going to do it like them. The only way we can make this work is by being different and ensuring that all of our citizens, uh, citizens, unlike those jackasses over there in, uh, in, in the king's land, can protect themselves. Guess what else the Second Amendment did? Stop, freed the slaves? The bloodiest war in American history, right? Civil War? Never would have happened without the Second Amendment. Maybe some black Americans should be pretty grateful that the Second Amendment happened. Do you think some farmers with pitchforks are going? Yep. You're gonna do something with your gun? Yep. Yeah, I do. So with that, the founding of the United States, which could have never taken place without the Second Amendment, which was very clearly, again, it clearly expressed that everybody has the right to bear arms, again, even contextually, it's more clear, cannons, uh, high-capacity firearms, which existed back then. Of course, we've dispelled those myths though many, many times. That's the only way the United States could have ever come to be. And because of the United States, you have freedom of speech. Because of the United States, you have a modern free press. Because of the United States, you don't have slavery here in the United States. Slavery has been ended mostly throughout the modern world. It still exists in the Islamic world. Again, let's go back to that. Killing gays, they still have slaves in a lot of those countries, and of course in third world countries. Uh, because of the United States, which could only come to be through the Second Amendment. You have the Industrial Revolution. You have the Technological Revolution. You're able to watch this freely on your computer or on your iPad. None of those things could have happened without freedom, and freedom could not have happened for the entire world without the United States and without the Second Amendment. It was pivotal. That's why it was in there as number two. So you want to talk about culture? That culture created everything that you are using and enjoying right now. And by the way, there are plenty of other violent right to the south of us. We have Mexico. Uh, uh, That's the cost of freedom? What's the cost of not freedom? The cost of not freedom is record rape in Sweden. The cost of not freedom, the cost of authoritarianism, of course you have historical examples like Stalin, Hitler, Mao, Pol Pot, but let's just talk today. The cost of not freedom is uh, groping and getting your hooch grabbed by someone free of charge at a German music festival. The cost of no freedom is being put in jail for saying something unpopular or even playing God forbid kung fu fighting which is labeled as hate speech. The cost of not freedom is going to prison for two years for using the word tranny as could happen in Canada. That's the cost of not freedom. Oh, and by the way, they still have mass killings. Yeah, sometimes the cost of freedom is not pretty, but conservatives need to also stop lying and say, well, we can stop this with more guns. No, no. Do I think it will be better? Yes, because an armed society is a polite society, but you can't fix it. I'm not bringing tidings of great joy here. There is a cost to freedom. And if you look at it throughout history, it's been bloody. But everyone benefits. And so I'm a little tired of these other places with crappier, inferior cultures. A lot of these cultures, well, if you want to talk about Mexico or if you want to talk about some places in Europe, uh, you want to talk about places in the Middle East, these people who are piping in, talking about how we need to implement gun control. Other cultures outside of Western European or American cultures, we used to have a word for them. It was an umbrella term. Savagery. That was the term we used for other cultures because ours is better than theirs. You can send your letters to me or tweet me at S Crowder. I'm a little tired of them telling us how we should run our culture. Well, Mexico has a violent culture. There are plenty of countries with violent cultures. Liberals aren't trying to get out. I mean, they're praising Venezuela and Chavez for crying out loud. So just accept that actually the United States does not have greater violence than the UK. Certainly not stabbings or muggings, not overall violent crime rate, but yeah, guns are used in some more crimes and it's a more effective tool. Except that maybe that's a part of our culture, which isn't inherently more violent than everyone else's, but it's a culture that allowed you to even benefit from your culture. It's the culture that allows you to even exist at this point. Yeah, I think the Second Amendment and the gun culture, freedom is worth the price. I hope I've crystallized my answer for you. Gift a gun. Hashtag gift a gun. Because anyone out there who purchases a firearm knows that what is being peddled right now is a lie. So, okay, we're going to get back with Gerald in the second hour, talking about Islam more theologically. Annie Cyrus is coming up next. She was personally a child bride, personally married off, lived in Iran, and fled it. And so we're going to talk about her story personally first, then come into the macro. We've moved past guns because you're logical people. We're going to go to the evil that is Islam. The greatest evil of our time. Worse than Nazism. They hate Jews just as much. hate them. They hate Can't them. Can't stand them. They hate them absolutely the just as thing. much. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. Any Cyrus next.
2: Why
5: didn't you just kill me? It unfair death. Your punishment must be more severe.
2: It like a rolled up newspaper?
5: More severe. Torture? Yes. But not of your body. Of your cheeses. No. You will watch me tear this country apart. And I will do it with hope. But
2: I thought hope was a good thing.
5: Hope will poison their souls. Hope for sardines. Hope for cheeses.
2: I don't... but I don't see what's wrong with that hope.
5: They will never get sardines or cheeses. These are empty promises. Oh, you're a monster. And once the country has ruined itself and all the acorns are mine, Big Squirrel will fulfill its destiny. And then you have my permission to die.
3: Uh.
1: Hey, Crowderheads, if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud, or maybe on the YouTube live stream, because that's a thing now, you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. That's actually the bulk of what me and my glorious team, not Gay Jared notwithstanding, do on a daily basis, anywhere from four to ten articles a day with commentary, videos, GIFs, images, and it's all free. So if you want to be up-to-date on the news and entertained, just add louderwithcrowder.com to your RSS feed. Go check it every day. It's free, you get to support the site, and then, you know, maybe we'll give you fr- some free stuff. I don't know, maybe free college. What are they promising? Free college? healthcare. I don't know, they promise well, you, we'll give you that. Just Just bookmark it, and we'll give it to you. That's a promise. to come back. Glad to come back with this next guest with that fabulous bump from Pogo. Fabulous. If you haven't uh, heard him you can go download his stuff. Pogo is the name, Australian artist. Brilliant. And this next lady is brilliant. You can find all of her all of her all of her work at liveuptofreedom.com. Fascinating life story. Migrated to the United States, fled Islamic oppression, and I'm not going to get her first name correct. So we'll go with the Twitter handle. Kind of like Asian nail salons where all of a sudden their name is Tammy. Yes. So we'll go with Annie Cyrus, thank you so much for being with us.
6: It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, don't think it'll be your pleasure. We haven't gotten into it yet, and usually people change their opinion. So <laughs> we got an email from, from Tony Bugle, friend of the show, said yeah, you have to have her on, and I've, I've actually seen your stuff around. You really specialize in, not only in Sharia law, and how it treats women, and of course you're excoriated for uh, some of the stuff that you talk about. But what's really important is you've had firsthand experience. For those who don't know, you were, from what I went you were you were sold off as a child bride, very young. And, uh, well, you, you take it so I don't botch it. Why have you made this your life's mission to educate people on uh, Islam oh, and absolutely. its relation with women?
6: Well, I was born and raised in the Islamic Republic of Iran, with an N at the end, not a Q, it's Iran. Um, and I basically, not only was it an Islamic country, it was also a very Islamic family that I grew up in. My father was a sheikh, or better known as Imam here, and my mom was a Quran teacher and a woman who would teach other women how to be an obeying good Muslim wife. Mm-hmm. So I had to face it inside and outside. Some, somehow some of the people get lucky in, inside their family, they're not too religious. But in my case I had to deal with both. And Growing up until age 15, I basically faced almost anything except death a woman can face in Sharia law I was uh, put in prison. I was lashed. um, I was sold to a marriage and I was beat up Obviously, that's a very normal thing that happens to a woman
0: Well, well, why
1: like what why did they just do it because it was Thursday or because you uh, you know, you were lippy What, What was their justification?
6: well, I do and did have a big mouth. I wasn't the type to just take it. So I would ask too many questions. I was suspended from the school for asking too many questions about Quran. Uh, my dad a couple of times punched me for asking why do I have to cover my hair at age seven going to school and the boys don't do it. Or I would ask, why do I have to do the prayer? Or I would ask, you know, I would just keep asking questions and sure. none of them ever made sense to me. Until today, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> However, <laughs> no, yeah, under Sharia, it, it won't. It, there is no making sense out of Islam because there is no sense. It's just one thing and one thing is you either obey, you end up dead. You know, that's just the way it is. Now,
1: some people will say, oh, this is anecdotal. It was your personal experience. It's not necessarily representative of, of mainstream. Uh, in places like Iran or more moderate places, let's say, you know, like the UAE, that's what they'll say to try and rebut this very interview. What do you say to those people?
6: Well, I normally say, uh, grab a Quran. If you don't have the actual whole copy, go to Quran, Q-U-R-A-N.com. Find fourth surah named in Arabic or the woman in English, uh, 176 verses. Go ahead and read the first 13 verses and you get your answer. On the first 13 verses, it will tell you Allah himself that a woman is worth half a person. It will tell you to beat your woman if she's not obeying you until she obeys. So keep beating until she comes back to obeying you. It does tell you that um, if you feel like you need more than one fo- one wife, you are allowed to get up to four permanent wives and unlimited sex slaves. Well, there you have it. It's right in your Quran. Well, I would it's say that experience. that is
1: an answer, but they would say that it's not a good one. Is that a fire alarm beeping that I'm hearing off in your thing? Do you have one of those? Is, is it a battery that's not replaced?
6: Oh. You can't hear that?
1: I can hear oh, it. Well, You know, it's just saying it's because it's you're smoking. To you took off the headdress and you're a good-looking lady and it's saying... This is what happens when you're in Western society. I'm sorry, wildly inappropriate. I'm I'm, I'm very, I'm very... (laughs) No, it's all right. It's good.
6: It's okay, because I know you won't beat me,
1: and I won't beat you, because I believe you catch more bees with honey, not beating the crap out of them like like bearded Muslims do. So, Muhammad did that. Now, let me ask you this, point blank, and then we'll move on with your story. Uh, So, just give me yes or no. Did Muhammad have a child bride? Yes. Did Muhammad beat his wife? Yes. Did Muhammad uh, have sex with someone who was not his wife as a sex slave?
3: yes okay
1: that's i want to make sure that's clear and because you can go to liveuptofreedom.com and uh, annie cyrus will 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 explain it far better than i have i've explained it on the show i just want to make sure that people know point blank all those things are true they can search them so you're sold how old were you when you were sold into being a a bride
6: i was about 13 14 when i was sold
1: okay now forgive me you don't have to answer this um they argue Muhammad didn't consummate until several years after. Was that pretty much this husband was able to do whatever he wanted immediately?
6: Oh, Muhammad consummated the marriage at age nine. Aisha was six when he got her, but consummation was at age nine. I was 13, 14, way past that age, yes.
1: So, it, 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 and and uh, was was that incredibly scary, or was it just kind of something that you knew, so you grew up with, and so it, it was just sort of eh, another another day in the life?
6: Oh, for me, it wasn't so much a scary; it pissed me off because I hated the pig, and I couldn't say no. I mean, I tried saying no. Pretty much every bone in my body has been broken at least once. I'm still dealing with some broken bones, believe it or not. I have to do two surgeries because of bones he broke. But um, it wasn't so much of a scary. No, it pissed me off. Right. Pretty much didn't hated it. Hated it. No, I'm sure so that no that
1: off. made you really mad. But does it make you even more mad that when you come out and you speak about this, because I've seen the reactions to you that privileged leftists in the United States and California say, well, she's she's just angry and bitter. It's not representative of Islam. I I would imagine that is probably more overall upsetting.
6: Oh, yes, it does really piss me off when they say, oh, you just had a couple of bad experiences. Oh, really? Really? Right. I'm giving you verses from Quran, and I'm giving you Hadith from Muhammad, and you're telling me these are bad experiences. Yes, it does piss me off. However, I try to control my anger.
1: Right, well, that's true. Well, and, and now, you um, is, this, is this effectively your life's work, educating people and, and, and lecturing?
6: Yes, pretty much. That's all I do. 24 seven
1: and do you do a lot on college campuses what's the reaction to, to that like right now because I've been people have requested me be banned for making jokes about Islam or of course you know fat shaming whatever they're triggered by today but since that's your thing um, have you had any specific reactions or been banned from from campuses
6: oh I was never allowed in I was turned out turned down by any college any high school any university I ever send a request to have a speech so where do I never you? Got
1: my, where do you do your speaking?
6: Well, pretty much, all of it is through my videos. I do the videos; they get shared on social media, on YouTube. Sometimes they take them down, and we have a backup, so we put it back on. We I haven't had a single chance to get anywhere as far as public speaking. Yeah, they just won't let me.
1: Well, you know what's funny too? I think. Not only because people don't like what you have to say, but even if people might agree with you, and I've seen this behind the scenes, they're too afraid to take the risk with someone like you because it's, it's a real security factor.
6: True. So, yes, they are afraid. So,
1: okay, so what, if you have to, so let's say, assume this is a video. What is it that you want people, having lived your life, to understand about Islam? What's most important for them to get that you think people are missing?
6: Islam is not a religion. Okay. Experiment. Islam is an ideology. Yes. That's the main thing they need to know, because as soon as we get that out of the way, the very first thing is they cannot hide behind our first amendment anymore. So they can't have a free pass.
1: Okay. So you say can't hide behind the first amendment. So obviously we're talking about uh, uh, no abridgment thereof as uh, relation to religion. Obviously the press has included freedom of speech. What do you mean they can't hide behind the first amendment? Would you shut down mosques? Do Do you mean no with Sharia? How far would you go?
6: Well, to be honest, if it's up to me, I would definitely go with ban Sharia. When you ban Sharia, they can't have mosques either, because one thing about mosques is a lot of people actually automatically assume a mosque is where they do their prayers, and no, they don't. As soon as a mosque goes up, that means that area has been conquered by Sharia law. That mosque turns into a Sharia court, meaning any person who's practicing Islam, any woman will be in danger in that area, because... Because the husband doesn't have to take actual legal steps anymore. They just go to the imam at the mosque and take whatever order they want, including beheading and a stoning.
1: Well, hold on so a second. When you- Are you saying all yes. mosques, all mosques, a function as Sharia courts? Single
6: mosque. Yes, the mosque is also a Sharia court.
1: Okay, I didn't know that because I know there's like 80-something mosques uh, in uh, Sharia courts, sorry, if officially in the UK. And we have plenty of mosques here in the United States. Those aren't yes. labeled as Sharia courts, are you saying people are wrong? That's under the radar. They are acting as courts.
6: Uh, yes, pretty much. That's what it is. If you grab the Al Bukhari hadith book, there are over 72 hadith in there where Muhammad mentions that every imam that runs a mosque has the power to make decisions for family courts, which turns into Sharia courts.
1: Okay, I guess I was under the inter... because, I, listen, I'm very, very hard on Islam, if anyone has seen the videos that I've done. I was under the impression that maybe that dealt more, like, with private marital counseling, or family disputes, like you might see in a Christian church, right? A couple's having trouble, they go in, they see a counselor, and they try and remedy the relationship. Um, are, do you mean that, or you mean it goes further as to actually making legal... St- decisions like divorce with legal ramifications? Oh,
6: yes. yes, that's what a mom in a mosque does. Every, let's go back to Islamic Republic of Iran for a second. Um, all of the judges are actual imams. In order to become a judge, you don't go and study law; you study Sharia. In but, order to be a judge.
1: So all judges are imams, but does that mean that all imams are judges?
6: No, it depends on wha- what um, level of imam they are. Okay. However, any imam who runs a mosque is a judge. Okay. In order to lead a mosque, you have to be a judge level of a mom.
3: Okay,
1: so- Meaning
6: you are allowed to uh, send out fatwas.
1: Okay, explain what that is for people who don't know.
6: Myself included. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, f- uh, fatwa, or fatwa, they pronounce it both ways. Oh, I know fatwa.
1: A... I know that. So, okay, but continue. Well, the
6: correct Arabic uh, pronunciation of it is fatwa. Okay. That, that's how they say it, but it's basically a sentencing that is given to a Muslim who has disobeyed or walked away from Islam or You know insulted Allah or Muhammad or anything that goes against Sharia law. That's the sentencing or judgment for that Muslim It's called fatwa.
1: Well because the people have said they put a fatwa on me Can't can't it be done for a non-Muslim for for mocking Muhammad because that's what I was told that I had one on me for, for repeatedly mocking Muhammad
6: Well, you need to keep one thing in mind. In eyes of Muslims, every person that was ever born is Muhammadian or a Muslim. So you might think you're not a Muslim, but they look at you as a Muslim who walked away from Islam.
3: Ah. Because as
6: soon as you were born, you were Muhammadian. And that's the whole goal of Islam, to turn the planet back to its origin, which is Muhammadian.
1: Well, that's interesting because, of course, people would say, well, Sharia law or these, uh, you know, they don't affect anybody outside of the Islamic circle. They have their own sort of think of it as traditions. But like you're saying, they see anyone who is not Muslim as actually Muslim, but needs to be punished for uh, refusing subjugation.
6: Yes. What is the word they use? Uh, apostate?
1: Yes. Apostate.
6: Yes. You see, a lot of people say, oh, we're infidel or proud infidel or Koffer. We, At the end of the day, too, I have an actual muslim by meaning real muslim not some people who call themselves muslims but real muslims we all are uh, apostates because we were born a muslim but we chose to have a different faith so we turned our back to islam
1: right and of course that is punishable by death i I had a friend even from uh, her mother from egypt had to flee uh listen annie sorry i keep going with annie i know it's not the right name we're gonna have to go to a break and i want to bring you back liveuptofreedom.com this is fascinating um, and she's she's quite easy on the eyes too. Thank God she made it to Western culture. A uh, lot with Crowder. Stay tuned. We'll be back more with Annie Cybers.
7: And now for actual studio conversations.
1: I know we've joked about it, but what do you think? Do you think Hillary Clinton is straight? Do you think she's—I um, don't know—she's she, a lesbian. People talk about it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but you don't. What do you like? If you, I'm not saying it's definitive either way. But do you think?
4: So?
1: I, I go back. Okay, no, here. Oh, scenario: gun to your head, your family's head. This okay? escalated quickly. Yes. No, I'm serious right now because just you—you you have to give a definitive answer. So. Your family is at gunpoint. You have to bet your life and your family's lives has to be one or the other. Those are the stakes. You have to bet here and give an answer. Is Hillary yeah, Clinton? Yes, she's a lesbian.
7: This has been Actual Studio Conversation.
1: Hey, you're probably hearing this podcast either through iTunes or SoundCloud, something like that. Or maybe you've heard it on the syndicated radio show across the country. But you may not know that this show is actually live streamed. Video live streamed every Thursday night, eight o'clock Eastern. Thursday, eight o'clock Eastern, at loudwithcrowder.com or youtube.com/slash stevencrowder. You can actually watch the live stream, see the guests, see all of these little infographics going on there. We have some exclusive commercials. You get to see the Hopper Cam. People like the Hopper Cam uh, and additional firings of not gay Jared. So, again, it's free. If you want to see what you're hearing, go watch the live stream. Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, lottowithcrowder.com. When it's time to
3: party, we will party hard.
1: Glad to be back. LiveUpToFreedom.com, our guest with us, has taken the time educating, illuminating Annie Cyrus. You can follow her on Twitter. Thank you so much for being with us. And um, I appreciate your, your candor. I can imagine that this is tough to speak about for a lot of people. Do you just, you just plow through it with anger?
6: Um, no, I do it because I know I'm taking my revenge.
1: Okay, so there you go. It's like a like a Jodie Foster film where she buys a gun and she lurks the New York subways. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I wouldn't want to cross you. Hopefully, you've been happy with this interview because I get the feeling that I have like a horse head in my bed. If you were mad at someone,
5: <laughs> you
6: are just great. Okay, you well, are fine.
1: Well, thank you. I um, so you, you moved to you moved to well you're you're in the United States now, and um, it, it seems like it's really hard. You know, you're sounding an alarm and people aren't listening. Do you feel like the tide is maybe? Changing a little bit that people are becoming more comfortable with recognizing islam for what it is I've noticed that things if I would have said these things three years ago people would have screamed islamophobic But now even some progressives are saying yeah. Yeah, it's a problem
6: Uh, Yes, however, here's the biggest problem Uh, I think it's kind of late already. Mm. I don't mean to be the downer here or the negative girl, but I wish they would let you say it three years ago. The reason I say it's already late is look at Europe, right? Almost gone, and I'm. Um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to sound all negative, but I don't think they can easily take it back. It's going to take a hell of a lot of work for Europe to go back to what it was. Now we woke up in America. We started to, you know, let things be. And if you are not talking about it, at least we're not shutting other people either. But the reason it's late is we are the last place for them to take over. Right. So our job is a little harder.
1: It is a little harder. And so I want to take you back to, you know, we talked about this and caught a lot of flack when Dr. Ben Carson said, no, he, he doesn't think that a Muslim could be president of the United States. He thinks mm-hmm. it would be a problem because uh, the Quran is, uh, it, it can't really be put alongside the Constitution, that, that, that the two are, are, um, are unjustifiable as far as... Being put in the face of each other is a irreconcilable. system of law. Yeah, irreconcilable. Sorry, I was looking for the right word, and I, my brain is just mush, because, you know, you put a pretty lady on screen, and then both of us are dummies. I don't know what happens. <laughs> did you hear that, and everyone said he was a racist, and he was a bigot? Did you hear that and say, well, of course.
6: Well, I actually, uh, when he did say that, I was one of the witnesses who went ahead and signed his letter on the article he did. I was one of the people who signed his um, here's a statement, um, as a witness.
1: Well, it's one of those things that seems so obvious, like you said, we need to ban Sharia law. Well, we have constitutional law, we have laws in the United States, which can't be reconciled with Sharia, so it seems like it's already banned. But if you say Sharia law needs to be banned, people go, how d- how dare you? Well, no, it's, it's already banned, many of the laws individually. Well, here you can't beat your wife. Sharia law says you can beat your wife. Therefore, Sharia law is already illegal.
6: Well, no, it's not. How many cases of honor killings did we have in the United States that the person walked away?
1: That's a good question, and I don't know the answer. Yeah, i yeah. you do.
6: Uh, we have four.
1: Four? Like all or last yeah. year?
6: No. Four in total since this whole mess of Sharia law started spreading in the U.S. Okay. We had four people, a father and a son, a father, a brother, and another father who actually killed the girl... In name of honor killing and they walked away free based on cultural differences.
1: Was that the actual legal that is status? Not yes. Okay. They wouldn't say like That's there wasn't enough exact. evidence to convict. They would if you actually look at the nope. case, it was because of the cultural differences.
6: Culture yes. Good lord. So you can't you can't say Sharia is banned here. No. It might be for us, I mean not even for me, but um, it isn't for, let's say, a, a woman who's here. I, I do have a lot of Muslim women who wants to leave and just have a new life in here in U.S., and they are scared of it. We are actually working on a shelter for them, believe it or not. In U.S., they are afraid of leaving their husband and leaving Islam because they know if they get killed, nobody's going to do anything about it. It's right. a cultural difference. Well, we so we, we, there are still having Sharia law. At the moment, it's only applying to Muslims.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And their goal is to apply it to all non-Muslims who they see as basically Muslim apostates. So we had a woman on here, we called her Q, mm-hmm. who had that situation. She had to be anonymous. and um, She's she actually did, an American woman, too. She's an American woman. American she was woman. an American woman who converted to Islam and left, and she basically couldn't let us know who she was, or she said they would take the kids and she'd never see them again because of the way Islamic courts would work, and there's nothing she could do about it. So not afraid of being killed, but she said, no, no the law doesn't matter. With these cultures, I would never see my children again. Um, so, so, so that is sad. Are you able? Are you able to set up a shelter? Are you able to get some of these women out, or is it just is it really hard because they've been brainwashed for so long?
6: Well, it isn't hard. Uh, one of the things Live Up to Freedom does, we help um, people outside of America. Basically, we have had cases where we rescued women from Islamic Republic of Iran with their kid, if they did have any kids, and we t- take them out. You know, we smuggle them out to other countries, and they go through the proper legal steps of you know asylum they get refugee status they go to other countries inside us however we are struggling because our own laws are working against us right now Mm -hmm. because legally we cannot actually hide these people right if they have kids our law here says it's a kidnapping so you see how it works
2: so
6: we don't have the right to do that they're stopping us from having we can get the paperwork done to where we can actually rescue children and women from sharia law because to our law we are basically kidnapping the kids
1: right Wow. So,
6: no luck here yet.
1: No, That's ex- that's another example of sort of uh, leftist tolerance, want-to-be pseudo-multiculturalism really hurting uh, the most defenseless among us when we're supposed to be helping them. In particular, Muslim women. You know, they always tried out on Huffington Post, a woman, I'm a, I'm a Muslim woman and I love wearing the hijab. And uh, th- th- now there are feminists for Islam all over campus. And it really it really is sad that it drowns out the voices of, of people like you and people who you are helping. Listen, we don't have on the schedule for much more today. Will you come back on the program? Because I want to get more into your personal life story next time. Can we do that? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Where's the best place for people to find you before we go?
6: Uh, they can find us on liveuptofreedom.com. And that's the best place to find us, actually.
1: <laughs> liveuptofreedom.com. And I bet you she's going to get some suitors saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a good Western male who will treat you correctly. But she's a nice lady! Don't make passes online, it's creepy. Ladder with Crowder, stay tuned. For
0: breaking news on Ladder with Crowder, I'm Harry Malison. We take you now back to Orlando with Jimmy, our on-the-street reporter, who has exclusive interviews with those affected from this horrendous tragedy this week. Jimmy!
1: Yes, Perry, thank you. Uh, I'm here with Patrick. Patrick, thank you. We're, we're really sorry. Um that we even have to ask you for this interview. We we, we want to try and help best prevent this tragedy in the future through accurate reporting and aggregation of information. Is there anything that you think maybe the media hasn't accurately addressed? Was there anything there you can tell us?
2: Well, yeah. Um, it was obviously horrendous. It was a tragedy. And um, I mean, the man came in and uh, obviously was uh, had some bad intentions and he, he repeatedly yelled uh, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet and I uh, you know that son shivers down everyone's spine
0: no 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 Jimmy. it sounded like he said let the mass murderer yelled there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet
1: No Perry your headset must not be working again
0: It sounded like he said there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet.
1: No, he said he's tired of all these gun manufacturers making obscene profits.
0: Oh, huh, interesting to say the least. Well, getting to the bottom of this and breaking news louder with Crowder will keep you abreast as this story unfolds. I'm Perry Malvahan. of excited.
1: Glad to be back. I was throwing dirt on you with the shovel. because oh, you were digging. This is the second hour. I need to introduce you. I am Stephen Crowder, louderwithcrowder.com. Producing with me in video studio as always is not gay Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at notgayjared. Draw your own conclusions. I fulfill my legal obligations. Don't speak. We're honoring <laughs> the Middle fair. East. That's fair. Women are not allowed to speak under Islam, as you just heard from Annie Cyrus. Her is it? What's her Twitter handle? Uh, I have to bring it Annie, back up Annie A N N I underscore so. Cyrus. I believe so. I believe so like the name of the man who uh, arranged the whole meeting with the warriors in the park of the gangs. Can you dig it? Yes, Miss Cyrus, we can. Um, well, we're going to have Gerald Morgan on in the middle of the break. Uh, we're going to actually have a firearms dealer to come on to explain, just for a segment, exactly what the process is like, what kind of a firearm this shooter used. Mm-hmm. Then we will have Dave Rubin to talk about gun control afterwards. Oh, I almost forgot. Bob Ross teaches you how to draw Muhammad. That's an incredible get right there. It's an incredible get. Uh, we do have some fantastic... Tr- so Bob Ross, will. we want you to draw along with us live. Live Send us your, send us your best, best, uh, best picks. Send us your best Muhammad. If you've driven Muhammad... Uh, dri- driven. If you've written Muhammad, send us uh, your best Muhammad. Okay. Still so, that makes sense, but go on. It didn't, what did I say? <laughs> written. Written? <laughs> written. My brain is not in, in <laughs> highest gear right now. Um, okay. Okay. We should do this probably right in this segment. Yep. Okay, so let's do this. We're going back to gun control. Conan O'Brien, Samantha Bee, host of late night shows. But, of course, Samantha Bee got most of the credit because she has a uterus. And so we all have to act as though what she says. And a cool leather jacket. And a cool leather jacket. We all have to act as though what she says is uh, is somehow more important or more insightful. But let's start with this. and We want to go through some myths that you may have been hearing on the late night show. Or just, f- frankly, some stupid commentary. Let's start with Conan O'Brien.
8: These are weapons of war, and they have no place in civilian life. I have tried to understand this issue from every side, and it all comes down to this. Nobody I know or have ever met in my entire life should have access to a weapon that can kill so many people so quickly.
1: And he he gets that to thunderous applause. Of course. Couple of things. Weapons of war. So were all the weapons, even according to your own argument back then, the muskets. Those were weapons of war. Weapons of war changed, just like the ink and quill became the printing press became your iPhone. They've always been weapons of war. They've just evolved. You don't know anyone? You've never known anyone who might have one? Okay. Check the security booth over at the TBS studio. I've been to the NBC studios many times. They Mm -hmm. are armed to the teeth. At the very least, they have semi-automatic pistols uh, with high capacities. I think, what are you getting out of, a, out of a Glock double stack 9mm? Is it 17? I won't say 17, 17. plus 1. 17 plus 1. And that's the most common, I believe. Oh, the Glock 19. Isn't that the most p- common pistol for a law enforcement? most popular
4: enforcing? pistol in the world. Sevent- Glock 17 would be the most common now okay. police, police issue. Police, okay. Same, same gun,
1: just a little bigger size. A little bigger size. Yep. Still high capacity. High capacity. So, Conan, if you've never met anyone, uh, I'm sure plenty of your friends do. They just don't talk to your arrogant ass. Uh just ask security. they have them all around you. there's a start. okay let's go to Samantha B because everyone was 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 praising her let's roll the first clip.
9: Australia had five mass shootings between 1987 and 1996 then the public decided that was no fun. Parliament passed strict gun laws and they haven't had a mass shooting
1: okay um, first off, there are more guns in Australia than ever. All right, uh, I have this up on the screen. Uh, gun-related homicides, there's an argument as to whether it increased or not. We wrote about this up at uh, uh They're wondering, well, have gun-related homicides increased? Okay, that's a debate, and some people will say they haven't increased, but th- th- it certainly hasn't curbed it dramatically. You can use the term mass shooting, but most gun homicides are not mass shootings. Here's something that is undeniable. While gun violence went down, violence of every other kind, Every variety possible in Australia went up. There you go. Just scrolling. Homicide, sexual assault, robbery, kidnapping, abduction. Look at this. Whereas in the United States, crime has gone down. In Australia, it has skyrocketed. Who'd have thought that taking away guns from the good guys could result in people being sitting ducks? What a crazy thought. So when they point to Australia, which by by the way, it's also very telling. When they point to Australia, a mandatory buyback is they come take your guns. That's not gun control capacity. That's, they take your guns away. So understand that's what Samantha B wants to do here. Let's go to the next clip.
9: Australia doesn't have a Second Amendment. Love you, Madison. Congratulations on your Tony, but you really f us with that one. <laughs> we can't constitutionally get rid of all guns, but can't we get semi-automatic assault rifles out of the hands of civilians?
1: A uh, couple of things. They always use the term semi-automatic. Again... Security at Samantha B Studio, <laughs> every single firearm there is a semi automatic. This is a, we'll, we'll bring a, an FFL dealer on afterwards. You just know instantly how dumb someone you is. You know instantly that this person is, is a dumbass. Ass. And I don't just say that flippantly, like, oh, stupid because they're liberal. If you use the term semi automatic, any basic self defense handgun is a semi automatic. As a matter of fact, most revolvers act as a semi automatic. Technically, they're not, they're a double action. Semi automatic means pull a trigger. One trigger, one bullet. Now, a semi-automatic means that it automatically reloads the the next bullet, the chamber, right? Racks the chamber. Revolver does the same thing. It just doesn't need to reload because the chamber switches over. But effectively, it acts as a semi-automatic. One trigger pull, one bullet. So when they say that, they're deliberately trying to mislead you.
2: (sighs) Go to the next clip.
9: Sam B wants to take your guns away. Yes! The ones that mow down a room full of people in seconds, yes, I do want to take those guns away. These high-capacity p**** substitutes are a shitty choice for hunting and home protection, but perfect for portable mayhem.
1: Okay, a couple of things. I love how she uses Slate right there, unironically. Slate. You look at her, and you look at Conan, and you look at, the, sorry, Seth Myers, slate, slate, Salon, Mother Jones, Vox, just so you know, when these people claim that we're just entertainers, we're not biased. Right here, the sources I have up are New Yorker. <laughs> what, what is it? New Yorker, Washington Post. These are the sources I'm going to be using for you here. Washington. She uses Salon. or sorry, Slate. Unironically, that should be your first tip off right there. Um, bad for home defense. Bad for hunting. Samantha B, when have you done either of those? The reason the AR-15, which wasn't used in this attack, by the way, is so popular is because it's very easy to learn and very easy to fire for women. Very low recoil. Very accurate. Very easy. Very reliable. Hunting, I, I, I'm not a hunter. I've seen people hunt with it. Is it the most effective hunting rifle? Probably not. The more effective hunting rifles would mow through 50 people. That's hyperbole. At least five or six before the round even stops. The AR 15 is effectively a glorified 22 with more powder behind it. Okay? It's not a big round. Why? Because the United States military, they have the M16 variant, which is an automatic, which is not legal unless you have a Class 3 license, uh, is very easy to shoot and keep on target because of low recoil, because it's not a super powerful round. So again, she has absolutely no idea. You know, it's a crappy decision. for. Home. It's a great tool for home defense. Hunting? You've never hunted. Shut up. Next clip.
9: It turns up at gay nightclubs. Movie theaters, an elementary school, colleges, even an office party with coworkers—it's nicknamed America's gun. And unlike handguns, it can be bought in Florida with no waiting period.
1: First off, that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, many states don't have any waiting period on handguns at all, or rifles. Again, you're just—and it's not used in most mass shootings, by the way. The AR-15 is not used in most... Rifles are used in a very small amount of, of, of homicides. Certainly public mass homicides. It's almost always handguns, which are just as effective. Probably could have gone in there. Two 17-round magazines. You could have had a 25-round magazine and your handgun replace them, would have done the exact same thing. Waiting periods. It's interesting you talk about that. We want to talk about freedom. You're a big, strong woman, right? You're fighting for feminist rights. Here's a woman who died. Carol Brown. I've got it up on my screen. You know why she died? Because she was waiting to buy a firearm to defend herself from a crazy ex-lover who got to her before the waiting period was over. Here's the deal. I made it an AR-15 because of angry Muslims don't like free speech. Mark Stein, Salman Rushdie, I'm right there on the care list next to them. She needed it because of an angry lover. Lots of people need different firearms for different reasons, and you don't know those reasons. Therefore, you don't have the right to infringe on their freedoms and their right to protect themselves. Here's something important. Many Americans live 20 minutes away from police departments in this country. Okay, 20 minutes away. So you can sit in your Upper East Side or Upper West Side penthouse or your LA apartment with your doorman building and talk about, gee, how great you are, even though a woman's getting the hell raped out of her down the block by a gang who went into her house because they're 20 minutes away from a police call, but you did the tolerant thing. People die during waiting periods. Often when people are buying firearms, it's a necessity. Next clip.
9: So until we as a nation find the political will to reject a mass shooting per day as the price of freedom, I'm just gonna pray. Are you there, God? It's me, Sam. Please, bless the victims and their friends and families in their time of unspeakable pain. Give us the courage to say no more. And while you're at it, please send the NRA a plague of boils. Amen.
1: (laughs) Okay, here let's talk about the NRA. People love to act as though they're like Bernie Sanders and the Socialists and we're the party of the people and democracy and lobbyists. Guess what? The NRA is the one organization in this country that is largely funded by small individual donations. Their biggest funder, I have it right here, $175 million of the NRA's annual budget. And it is huge. 50% of that is from contributions. 27% comes from other donors. The majority of the NRA funding comes from people who are members. Okay, so now when you were saying the NRA you were talking about a huge portion of Americans. A huge number of people. Here's something else. Let me bring this right up for you. Interesting you bring up the NRA because you want to go to war against the people who believe in protecting their rights from elitist people like you. In many accounts, but this comes from the New Yorker, in many accounts the power of the NRA comes down to money. Organization here's what it says. But money is less crucial than you'd think. The NRA's lobbying budget annually is $3 million, which is about a 15th of what, say, the National Association of Realtors spends, or big unions where the the dues are mandatory. The NRA's biggest asset isn't cash but the devotion of its members they're politically active they don't even have the money that big unions or big real estate or big banks or big telephone companies do but liberals want to single them out because they are the organization they are a lobbyist as a voice of the people who want to keep their fundamental human rights keep going to war with them samantha b you arrogant wench Hey, podcast listener, I'm in your ears. This is intimate. Not too deep, though. I learned that the hard way with Q-tips. I coughed for about a week and a half. But you also may want to read some news every day at louderwithcrowder.com. It's all free. It's accessible. And there are several articles a day to keep you abreast as news unfolds. That's louderwithcrowder.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there, watch the videos, or sign up for the mailing list, or complain about all the free stuff because it's not perfect. Some people do that, too. That's louder with Crowder. .com, bookmark it, go there, or you will regret it. It will be one of those decisions you look back on when you examine the ruin that is your life. All right, glad to be back with one of our favorite guests we've Great had him guest. on quite a bit all the time you know him he needs to get a better twitter handle though he is uh, a yeah, rocket sucks. scientist neurosurgeon you know what else he added what? doctorate in geology really? Just made this- billions off of fracking and then just since the last time we had him on then made billions off of lobbying against fracking so all of these things uh, G morgan Jr. at G morgan
10: Jr. on the, uh, the twitters gerald morgan thank you for being with us sir Absolutely, I think they call that playing both sides. I think that well,
1: you're hedging your bets. There's
10: money to be made everywhere, my friend. Everywhere,
1: (laughs) there is money to be made everywhere. (laughs) Not so much in apologetics and uh, and theology, which is of course your your main realm of expertise. So we wanted to have you on this week. We had Annie Cyrus, just my God, fascinating. Um, If you go back and listen to it, Child Bride, sold just awful story. Yeah, but uh, crappy upbringing. She was almost a little too close to the forest to see the trees. Pretty pretty spunky. Pretty rambunctious, and she got pretty mad. So Gerald's a little more mellow. So right now, obviously, the the move is to gun control. With people are saying Islam has
10: nothing to do it. Gerald, set us straight. Does Islam have anything to do with Islam? (laughs) Islam has everything to do with Islam. I think I think uh, violence has a lot to do with Islam. And there's a lot of people out there who ask that question. Does it really? Is it really Islamic thing, or is it just people that have perverted? No, no. It really, it really is. Over a hundred times, they're urged to be violent in the Quran and in the Hadith, uh, which is, just think of it like a Bible commentary, except maybe with a little bit more importance um, uh, to Muslims as a Hadith. And it's all Now, do all
1: the- schools of Islam use the Hadith? Have they consistently? Because some now say, well, that's not the Quran, that's Hadith.
10: Uh, uh, absolutely. So it, it's basically like saying there are a five or six that are very well uh, respected and, and kind of accepted uh, hadith, so y- you can even quote from those, even if you want to limit the pool just a little bit, just to make sure everybody's happy. And you can quote from okay. those and be just fine. Um, but I've got, I mean, literally right in front of me right now, I've got just list verse after verse after surah after surah in the Quran um, that talks about this. And and I will I will concede something: context is always very important sure. when you're talking about either biblical verses, because you know we're not supposed to be snake handlers and see if we can survive a poisonous bite or something like that. Right. Um, but even if you take it in context, it, it still encourages people to go out and commit violence, even in the historical context, um, not only just the verses around it, um, but in, in the historical context as well. So a lot of people will say, well, no, some of the, the stuff that you're talking about, jihad, is an, you know, kind of an internal conflict. There's plenty uh, of, of surahs that basically blow that right out of the water because they're talking about going out and fighting if it's internal, you don't have well, to go out and fight let anywhere. Let me ask you this, because I know we have a lot, and we've done videos with these verses. But yeah. you, the arguments that we get are well. There's
1: also plenty. There are plenty of verses in the Quran that uh, tell you to love, to uh, yeah. not harm any innocent people. Um, the grass,
10: especially, which I find very yes, comforting. Muhammad
1: was very <laughs> concerned with. He, he was grass. Uh, I think, I think was he was a botanist weed, though. He <laughs> yes, ahead of his time. <laughs> he was ahead of his sure. time. Animals too. You cannot scare a cow with a knife. I mean, that's how that whole
10: goat rumor got started. But with he an AR-15, 15, they. That's totally okay. Using AR fifteen to scare the cattle. But
1: what do, you, what do you say to people who say that? Who, who who would say? And I I I know this. I think I know the answer to it. But I I, I know um, there is a very specific philosophy behind it in the, the the mainstream schools
10: of Islam because Muhammad did say some nice stuff too. Absolutely. But if, if you are using those things to to say that Islam doesn't promote violence in any way, shape, or form, you're just flat out lying. By the way. That is an acceptable thing to do to infidels. You can lie to infidels, and it's encouraged. Don't worry about it. There's also something called abrogation. where So you've got in the Quran, in Surah 244 and 191 through 193, you've got certain things that are being said here. If he says something later on, say in 474, if he says something different, it actually supersedes what he said earlier. And so you can quote from the beginning, kind of in the peaceful times, is kind of what they say in the beginning of the Quran. It's a little bit more peaceful. It's before he started doing a lot of the stuff that we talk about, where there's a lot of warfare and he's kicking people out of their own villages and slaughtering and all this kind of stuff. Um, and they'll say, "Oh no, no, no! This is the peaceful part of the Quran," and they'll just quote those uh, those passages that help their cause they won't tell you that later on things change it's kind of like the, david it, it bowie unstable. you're
1: talking about suffrage city you're talking about changes and they want to ignore everything <laughs> after china girl or it's like uh, after labyrinth crystallizes bowie in a rough era that happened too maybe he was just <laughs> unstable and he was actually transgender just was not understood don't make society. a bowie joke don't make a bowie joke <laughs> no that's a muhammad joke. I'm oh muhammad, muhammad. No, okay, I was say, no no you can do whatever you want <laughs> with muhammad but bowie you're about to cross <laughs> some lines serious lines I'm a Bo- no, and I say because obviously he's passed. But I'm a Bowie fan, but there was some later uh, contributions to his catalog that just were were frankly embarrassing. Um, but so it would be like saying, okay, David Bowie said, ignore all my previous work erase it because this is the work I need to be known for. That's the theology of Islam,
10: right? Muhammad was the quintessential politician. He spoke (laughs) for whatever needed to be said at the time to benefit his cause. So when everything was peaceful and everything was cool, hey, be peaceful. Don't hurt the grass, the cattle, everything else. But when, when all of a sudden he's starting to be rejected and he has to move, um, into uh, into another part of the country <laughs> he has to he has to go there he, he starts to get a little violent he starts to raid caravans so that he can make money and then he starts to kick the meccan adversaries out of their own city right completely did it um, got rid of everybody so it's it says that there's all I mean and you can read this it's all throughout the internet even in context guys Look at the Quran, it is not a peaceful book at
1: all. Well, and historical accounts of You know, atheists like to say there's more historical evidence of Muhammad than Jesus, and, you know, just because you're talking about someone more recent. But that's not to say you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There are historical accounts of Muhammad, not a good guy, right? I mean, this is not hmm. just from the Quran,
10: historians acknowledge these things. If you, if you could separate some of the earlier stuff Muhammad did, a reasonable guy to kind of build your stuff off of. If you're you know, trying to build a religion or trying to build some kind of a, a culture, not not all that bad. It's when you get kind of halfway through his life and his ministry, quote unquote, that things starts to radically change. And it just shows you the underlying character that was always there that just didn't have an outlet. And he didn't have a reason to kind of bring it out when things were going well. But when re- rejection came, he, he turned into a really bad guy really fast. Not the kind of guy that you want to have as your pillar in faith, right? As well, to not the kind of guy I want to have control. as a
1: pillar for the next door neighbor's faith.
10: That's <laughs> no. the concern. Well, and I think that's something <laughs> that people are lying to themselves about. They don't, they don't know their own religions. We've talked about this a lot, but the big thing that you need to know is that in, in the Bible, there are accounts of violence that happened, right? There are difficult passages within the Bible about historical events. Sure. In the Quran, it's left open-ended. Fighting is prescribed for you in, in the Quran 2, 2.16. That's a different statement than saying David went in and destroyed the Philistines or whatever, whoever he happened to be fighting against at the time. That's a totally different statement. Right. Well, we have this to go to a break. A we'll bring you struggle.
1: on after this to be continued. I sorry, I haven't been saying much because it's it's very interesting. I always love hearing and he has a soothing voice. Mm-hmm. He should be in my yes. seat here hosting. I don't know what I'm doing. This I'm a hack. The guy's a neurosurgeon. Gerald Morgan Jr. talking more about Muhammad after this.
3: Jihad!
0: <laughs> Jihad. I didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know
1: a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared?
4: 844-297-WINE.
1: Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that.
0: Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry.
1: <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling eight four four two nine seven 297 wine got to be back. Joe There's something Jr. creepy about you doing that. I can't put my finger on it. We have to do a lip dub in the car when scary. we make our announcement. Um, at G. Morgan Jr., he was there. Hey, Gerald, I want to ask you something. Yes. So this Talk Islam putz uh, has been going <laughs> back and forth but won't debate. We've had a rash of people refusing to debate. And I respect Zach Ford for coming on and doing it, but we had Michael Woods Jr. said no one would debate him. And we said, Mm -hmm. you know what, we didn't even say debate. We said, well, we'll have you on and be discussion and be productive. He said, sure. And now he is pushing out this GoFundMe is the only way he'll come on. He said anytime, anywhere. D.L. Hughley moved. To be fair, I think he'll probably come back on. Talk Islam won't debate. He talks about how uh, Muhammad said, do not harm any innocent. Okay, that, and they often use the term people of the book. So I, I don't want to, we can't take super long with this. People of the book, Gerald, refers to whom?
10: People of the book actually refers to Christians. So he's referring to Christians and essentially Jews by extension, because he was he was rejected by both of those communities initially. Uh, The thing you have to understand, though, is that there's a little bit of a a fine line here. You either convert, you pay the tax, or you die. But in in the very end, you have to convert or you die. And that's that's all throughout the Quran again. So there may be some verses that say, if these guys stop fighting against you, um, then you can leave them alone. And there are some, and they'll quote those as saying, hey, if these guys stop fighting against us, it was all defensive anyway, and that's not true, Right? Um, then we can leave them alone. But that's not true. It actually involves conversion as well, so that it's only worshiping Allah. And if you don't worship Allah in the end, you get killed. Look well, at every country in the world that are dominated by Muslims. Christians can't just live there and exist. There's incredible persecution. They're treated horribly.
1: No, you're, well, you're absolutely right. I wanted to ask that because people of the book, that is true. But like you said, you go back to abrogation. Not only that, um, but... Uh, well, it's, it's one of those situations. We were talking with, with Annie Cyrus. She, she uh, did enlighten us on, on something. She said, you know, they, it's not like Christianity or Judaism or anything else where you convert to the faith. You're all seen as people born Muslim, and you're seen yeah. as an apostate, period. And that is when you understand that that's punishable by death anywhere, that's the one thing that even most moderate Muslims, a huge portion, you're talking hundreds of millions believe in death for apostasy, a lot of them probably don't consider everyone who's not Muslim and apostate, but that is the actual doctrine of Islam. Um, That, to me, was fascinating, and I think people miss it. Again, the context is kind of like the Second Amendment. We were talking about this earlier. When taken literally, it's very clear. When taken contextually, it gets even more clear. I yeah. feel like it's that way with, with Muhammad and the Quran. You take a verse and go, that seems really violent. Well, hold on, let's look at the context. Like you said, you, timeline matters. Abrogation matters. People of the book, that term matters. They see everyone yeah. as
10: apostate. The more context you add, the worse it gets. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. It just gets worse and worse. There are no innocents, essentially. Innocence basically refers to people who believe in Allah the way they want them to. Right. Everybody else falls outside of that category, like you said, and they're apostates, and therefore they're subject to a completely different set of rules as to how you treat them. Um, and I would rather be grass at that point you know, <laughs> just to be frank. <laughs> or a at the cow. At that point, I'm, I'm dressing up in a grass suit and walking around.
1: <laughs> he's walk, he's ba- basically, Gerald dressed as grass as Gumby. Yeah. That's, really what it, oh that's really what it is. My grass
10: Gumby guys.
1: Don't hurt me. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it really is true. It's one of those things where there's so much misinformation that comes out with this. I'm amazed as to how quickly we pivoted away from Islam
10: at all and right into Ugh. gun control frustrates me and you to no end the first thing that we're having to do is to talk to people about the 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 reason that it's a good idea that we are armed as a population (laughs) right i understand or at least have the right to to be armed and then rolling stone comes out with this article uh, some constitutional professor saying that he should we should repeal the second amendment that it's time not to try to fix it just to repeal it outright right and get rid of it that we don't need guns and i'm like man you're an idiot first of all the biggest problem that we face on this planet is radical Islam, and not even radical, it's Islam. The biggest problem we face. Well, radical Islam,
1: as far as death, murder rates, terrorism, and then modern Islam, as far as abuse of human rights.
10: Yeah, exactly. I mean, put those things together, and there really is no bigger threat to society today. And the thing that you want to talk about is a scary-looking rifle, and that's the problem today. One that wasn't even used. Exactly, the the AR yeah, fifteen it wasn't, wasn't even used. used. They just say
1: AR fifteen style. Granted, it you know you can get to a technicality, but it's just it's very clearly a wanna... different
10: weapon. Can we call it what it is? It's right. a different weapon. Uh, it wasn't R- even an AR- was
1: it, uh, I always forget the MCX? MCR? MXC M- or whatever. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Very similar, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's not what what people would technically just say AR fifteen, but they want to repeat that AR fifteen AR fifteen. I just wish they would repeat Muhammad and Muhammad and Islam <laughs> yeah. and the verses, yeah. Yeah. so you people could know. Dance. Yeah, all these people hear the name AR fifteen, they know what that is. Not a single one knows what, what surah is. Not a single one knows what hadith is. Not a single one knows who aisha is none of these people no um and that is what is it's, it's incredibly alarming and it's it, it really is I, I think there's rejection as far as political correctness but the media will go down kicking and screaming uh, you know we just did this with samantha b conan o'brien i don't know anyone who would need that kind of a gun well fine you don't i do <laughs> you know what and i do because of islam God. i'm on cares well. list mark yeah. stein salman rushdie these people are on lists where Islamists try to kill them. They need an AR-15, and you can't account for every single reason why someone might need it. So you have to err on the side of freedom, um, which, of course, well, is... you
10: have to come up with the reason why you don't need it. That's how this works. That's how our yes. system of freedoms work. <laughs> that <laughs> so, is due and they process. They haven't come up with a good one yet. So. No. And they'll try. They definitely will. But I, I think one more thing to mention, too, is that um, when President Obama came on and, and started talking about the shooting— Obviously, the, the you and I, we want to have compassion for the people that have been shot. We want to care for the people like the second. Jared, Can
1: put the see? camera on yourself. Stop yawning. Jared doesn't put oh. the camera on himself one time because he's sitting here. He's putzing around he's, and he's yawning. Are you yawning? I did have yawning. He was just yawning, yawning at what you were saying, ideology.
10: Gerald. Oh, oh, there we go. Thanks. I'm sorry. So Continue. He, <laughs> he, he, he said he refused to say the word Islamic terrorism, and, and people called him out for that. And he came out with something that I thought was better suited for a high school cafeteria smackdown than any press conference a president should ever give. And it was that these aren't these magic words or this magic phrase that all of a sudden allows us to fight the problem. And I'm like, you idiot. It's like a doctor walking in, seeing you have a broken arm and saying, you know, you might have a strain. I'm going to I'm going to just give you some Tylenol right. and send you home. You diagnose the problem incorrectly and you can't fight the problem. Right. He doesn't realize we have an enemy. And until you realize you have an enemy that is actually trying to destroy you. You can't fight that. That
1: being said, what you've just said, and we've talked about this, is much more nuanced. I do get aggravated when you hear other conservatives out there just going, why won't he say radical Islamic terrorism? And they don't expand on it. It's like, that's not the point. The point is, he won't say it. Why? Because he doesn't want to acknowledge the problem, because he wants to appease these people in our world standing, yes. as opposed to actually upholding the Constitution. But people focus so much on say Islamic and then So then if he says radical Islamic terrorism once, your argument goes out. Kind of like yes. with the gun I issue. Agree. A good guy with a gun would have stopped it. Well, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe not. But that's not – you can't – because guess what? Some, you're going to have a story where a good guy with a gun gets gunned down regardless, and there goes your argument. Yeah. That's not the argument. And so no. it makes it hard for people like you and, and what we do try and do uh, on the show to actually present why that matters. Because you hear those sound bites all the time. Why doesn't he say radical Islamic terrorism? Well, he did. The problem is
10: he's not really acknowledging the threat. Right, it's it's that second part. It's the making sure that you diagnose the problem correctly so that you can fight it. That's why it's important. It's not the verbiage yeah. or anything else. It's, it's probably a couple sure guys who have hijacked the faith and they're going That's no, Not an ideological problem. That's worldwide.
4: Right. But, you know, even if you don't have ISIS next to your uh, your little your little desk right. <laughs> deal. That took a while for you to look for that yeah, word. I still know the, the little, word. Uh, what is the word? I lost the word.
1: Desk. 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 The Where thing. You do you, you the do label. name and the plate. The guy's. So, Okay. How do you fix it? Can you? What's the Islam issue? Because that's what people say.
10: How do you How do you deal with radical? How do you fix it? I think the first step is is to admit you have a problem. I mean, just in any uh, in any situation that you're in, you have to realize. Okay, there's something going on here. It's not just random violence. It's not driven by the economics of the region. It's not driven by global warming, which some people say. <laughs> not driven by lack of resources, lack of water, though it is hot and there is little water over there. Um, but yeah. it is actually an ideology that wants to see us destroyed. And it's a significant number of people. A very large portion of this, this population on the planet wants this country and others like us to go away. Right. And they're actively trying to make that happen. Okay. First thing, just admit that. Admit that, and then we can start taking the next steps and going, okay, well, what is next? How do we start to change maybe our perception to some of these people? Not not doing things that uh, maybe say I'm sorry for certain things that have happened in the past. That's not what I'm talking about. How can we do things that show them they won't get away with this here? Right. How can we do things that keep people um, that have these kinds of ties from being able to get weapons in the first place like this? Or are you asking complete? questions or are you going to answer them? Well, I, I'm not saying that I have all the answers oh. for the next steps, but we can't even go to these next steps. We no. can't even ask these questions and then have great people, great minds come together and well, say, here's, yes, here's the, truth. the way
1: forward. If, if, now, it is possible for Islam to evolve. You've seen that with some religions, even, even if they're getting away from the true religion, right? You have some American Muslims who yes. have rejected that. That is true. Is it true Islam? You can argue probably not. And, of course, compared with everyone in the Islamic world, no, not really. But um, it, there needs to be a civil war in Islam. And it can't be yeah. done without all these people who claim they are the silent majority. They need to stand up. And I'm not just saying, you know, again, it's very simplified when people say, well, why don't you condemn the terrorist attacks? You know, and then if a Muslim condemns it, well, then your argument goes away. Talk Islam right. has yet to condemn the terrorist attacks. 25 tweets on how great Muhammad Ali was. Nothing on Orlando uh, at, right. the, at the the point of this recording. It's not about condemning it. It is we need Muslims. Okay, this is what you need to do. We need you to come out not only condemn it. That's not it. We need you to take up arms, join the militaries in our country or the countries where you live to fight against Islam. Just like people petition their representatives uh, to fight against gun control or to fight against Flint tap water. Muslims need to start electing, taking part in the political process, and pushing their representatives to fight against Sharia law, to fight against the abuses of, uh, of, of women and children that take place right here on our own soil. They need to publicly reject and actively fight against any sect that tries to implement Sharia law. They need to publicly reject and actively fight against any government that has death for apostasy. Well, what does that do? That means, Muslims, it's on you now to fight Egypt, to fight Turkey, to fight Iran, to fight Iraq, to fight Hamas. Oh, that's on you. If you really have a problem with it we need to see you know listen bloodiest war in american history was to free the slaves right because people had to say this is wrong within our own ranks that needs to happen with islam they need some skin in the game it's not just about saying well you condemn this terrorist attack no there needs to be a systemic approach from muslims to petition to protest to politically and violently actively fight this small contingency
10: of Islamic cancer spreading across the world. We need them to do that. Otherwise, it has to be nukes. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the problem. They won't because the moment that they start fighting against their own people, they become outside of that protected group. They become infidels. They become apostates. And therefore, they can be killed by everybody else. So it's very it's well, very but th- but hard that's war. for them. No, no, no. I agree. This is what they should do. But I'm telling you why they won't. Right. Even people that are, are in that kind of camp and say, yeah, you're absolutely right. We have to stop these people that are... That are you know taking over our religion like they said, um, they will do Did you see do how fast they in France up, they'll get killed? The protests over the drawing of Muhammad. Mm-hmm. How fast? Well, why can't you get that many
1: Muslims in a town square? Why can't you get that many to, con- to, to come together fighting against a terrorist attack? You can get them to come together and fill the town freaking square because someone drew Muhammad, which we'll do later on. Bob Ross will be in and we'll do a live instructional on drawing Muhammad. But you can't <laughs> fill uh, uh, the, the 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 B ballroom at the Hyatt with enough Muslims for a terrorist attack let's be real here one should be more outrageous than the other and that's what, it's not just condemning a terror attack they need to do what Americans and anyone else in Western civilization does to fight against radical Islam not just they need to do that they're citizens of the United States you need to do these things and I, I I don't hear anyone else talking about that it needs it's it's not just saying condemn the terrorist attacks what I am saying is we cannot do this without if there are
10: as many moderate Muslims as they claim as they
1: claim to have out there
10: we need them to do it they need to do it yeah, absolutely. And to go biblical kind of on you, you judge a tree by its fruit. Sorry, guys. We appreciate your words, and you're sorry for all the things that have happened here, but your fruit is telling us that you stand for it because you're not doing anything to stop it. And in a lot of cases, you're promoting it, especially as organizations and leaders around the world. Yeah, They're high-fiving each other behind their back, saying, all right, good, we're, we're striking a blow at the enemy. And they look at us, and they go, oh, those freedoms that we hate that you have, guess what? Your politicians are now coming out and saying, we need to get rid of the Second Amendment or we need to get rid of these guns. We need to restrict freedom. We need to restrict freedom of, of yeah. speech. Bring in Syrian refugees, exactly what they want. let
1: men into the little girls room and disarm all women. What could possibly go wrong? Gerald Morgan at G. Morgan, Jr. Thank you so much, brother, for being with us. We'll have to have you back soon. Absolutely. but Thanks. Thank you very much. That was Gerald Morgan. He's a rocket scientist, neurosurgeon and now geologist. Just got another degree. I'll, I'll notify you after the break what it is.
7: studio conversations your dog is weird i caught him earlier he was just he was licking himself like he just could not get enough of his downstairs nether region i just it just i don't know it was like at least half an hour That's weird. Just sitting there. It is weird. I told you. I told told you dog's
1: weird. No, you're weird. What? He's a dog. A dog licking himself is natural. You watching him for 45 minutes is not. At all.
7: This has been Actual Studio Conversation.
1: Okay, business time. Really simple. Some of you don't know where to find me. LouderWithCrowder.com. Half a dozen to ten articles every single day. Twitter, follow me at SCrowder. LouderWithCrowder podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other podcasting device. YouTube.com slash Steven Crowder. Or you can type in Steven Crowder on Facebook and be one of the million plus fans or join the mailing list there are so many ways for you to stay connected you have no excuse you have no excuse just like you have no excuse for those roles that are just cascading over your belt buckle you should be ashamed unless you're a lady then you deserve a me- get her a medal when
3: it's to party we will party hard
1: Glad to be back, little Andrew WK for you. Nothing wrong with that. Have a guest, someone who uh, has directly been vilified in the media. Not really. More so, the idea of this person. He runs PatriotPawnAndGun.com. Guess what you can purchase there. Guess what you can do oh, with a nah. site like that. Alex Joy joins us. Can you hear me, sir?
4: I can. Are Hello, you there Mr. Crowder. from
1: the store right now?
4: I am. I'm live in the store. We've got customers at the counter. We're selling guns right now.
1: That's is that is that legal?
4: It is in Idaho. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the country.
1: Well, I just, you know, I don't know if someone fills out a background check or something and their social security number is seen <laughs> over your shoulder. Um, okay, so you yeah. did, how long have you been in the business, the firearms business, Alex?
4: I've been in the biz for nine years. I'm a federal firearms license holder, and uh, I have a, uh, you know, I've got a license from the federal government that says I can legally sell guns. Okay. So
1: let me ask you this because there are a few rumors, and so I wanted to get someone with direct experience. It's uh, now Patriot, Patriot, well, we'll get patriotpawnandgun.com. Can people purchase online?
4: We don't sell directly online, but they can contact us and we can transfer firearms. We can make the sale here, right. and we can transfer to another federal firearms license holder in their state.
1: Okay, exactly. Well, I wanted to get to that because I wanted to make sure so people can go to the site or wh- wherever it is and check it out because there are a lot of, a, a few. Logical fallacies here. Can someone purchase a firearm, you're, you're a firearm dealer, legally from you without a background check? Does that happen?
4: Absolutely not. Big oh, no-no. Okay. we got to run them through a very stringent process. I mean... Is it the same for all process. gun dealers? It is. It is. Uh, there's this mythology out there that the anti-gun left uses that uh, it's, you know, so easy to get a gun legally. It's not. Now, you can get a gun easily, legal, illegally. Because sure. we've got a porous open southern border, and you got drug cartels and gang members going back and forth with illegal guns all the time. You can go to Detroit, Chicago, LA, any any place downtown, and buy a illegal gun as easy as you can buy some meth or some crack cocaine.
1: Yes, you can, or bath salts and bite somebody's face off. Although, actually, they weren't even on bath salts. Don't, like hey,
4: don't dish, dish it into you. I they had just smoked
1: it. pot. People don't realize that. A few of them. They were just, everyone was filing bath salts. Okay, so they can't do that in the store. Online, like you just said, you, you ship to another FFL.
4: This is uh, the way the online works, yeah. It, okay. it's, it's First again, off, background check
1: computer. online? Because they say, you can buy online without a background check. Again, we're talking Absolutely illegal. Not. No, okay. Absolutely Go ahead. not.
4: What happens is, so they they may order a gun online from store A. Store A has to ship the gun properly. And again, there's a lot of rules and regulations. Like PatriotPawnAndGun.com. Let's
1: use yours as an example. Yes. So let's say so, someone so. says, I want to get, uh, uh, I don't know, I want to get a, a Glock 19 from you, from PatriotPawnAndGun.com. Right. Right. Okay.
4: Yeah. So so they order from me they they go to patriotponagun.com they call us up we sell them a Glock 19. I have to then get from them a federal firearms license copy from the FFL agent on their in their city from their end. I have to ship directly to Another federal firearms license holder, and then they go pick up the gun from that FFL dealer, and they have to go through the 4473 process, the right. strict background check, and all that to get the gun.
1: Right. Okay. Now I know this, but a lot of people, a lot of people out there who haven't purchased firearms don't know the process, um, and that's the beauty of the of the firearm issue. All it takes is someone having bought one firearm ever, and they know Hillary Clinton is lying. They know it. They go, well, "That's not true." Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. So. So people are complaining this shooter, you know. Uh, well, why wasn't there a longer waiting period? Is something they talk about? Like, w- which firearms do have a longer waiting period, or or, or people use the term fully automatic? Um, turns out the guy didn't even use an AR-15. He used was it six-hour MC? It
4: was a six-hour. I think it was an MPX. It's basically a uh, kind of a fancy pistol, actually, a high-capacity fancy pistol.
1: Okay, so there you go. It kind
4: of looks a little bit like a like a like an SBR, a short-barrel. Rifle right.
1: AR. Well, why do they say AR-15 style? Why do they always, is it just because they want to repeat that, drill it in to make people afraid of the name? Because this isn't ar Because AR-15. that's the
4: bogeyman. That's the bogeyman. And the reality is that uh, less than 300 people are killed by a rifle... Uh, per year in the United States. And of those, maybe a hundred ARs a, a year. Right. So, I mean, out of a nation of 300 million people, I mean, the odds of you, uh, you know, dr- drowning in your swimming pool are much greater than getting shot by an AR-15. Sure. Okay. So. But, it, it, but, it's, a, but it's a buzzword, you know, right. it's an evil black gun. Um,
1: well, you can also get them in green. You can get them in pink. I know someone's a pink they're AR. Gorgeous. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> Super sexy. You know what?
4: There are, gay, there are now gay uh, gun clubs online. They're, they're called like pink guns uh, groups that are arming up and getting trained. I love it. And their ARs are pink.
1: So. Well, I, hopefully they realize I, their enemy are not Christian gun owners, that it's it's still Islam because they want to throw them off the roof or go shoot up well, a nightclub. Well,
4: absolutely. You know, some of the evangelicals don't want to bake them a cake, but, uh, you know, for roofs. It's like comparable! This guy wants to shoot them or throw them off a the building. But, yeah. you know, they're comparable. Yeah, it's yes. an analogical equivalent. Yeah. Sally
1: Cohn makes a convincing argument. The similarities are striking. Okay, so AR-15, I know, it's not fully automatic. Uh, people yes, out there know now from
4: no. a class 2 dealer. They're not fully auto. They're called semi-automatic right. from a class 2 dealer like myself.
1: Okay, so what is required to get a fully automatic weapon? That's a class 3 license. So again, I want people to know when they say fully automatic, what's required to get that and what class is it?
4: Sure. Let me, let me, let me show you real quick what the difference between a class 2 and a class 3 is. Okay. you see this switch right here, okay? There are two positions on a class 2 semi-automatic. There is safe and there is fire. Right. Now, when you put it on the fire switch, it's just as fast as you could pull your trigger, but it's semi-auto. It's every trigger pull shoots one round. A full auto, like what our troops are shooting, has a happy switch. You go one more position that way, and then it's full auto. You you tug the trigger, and it's right. rapidly sending and rounds right? class.
1: Uh, that requires a Class 3 that license. That
4: requires a Class 3 license. It's very difficult to get a Class 3 license. Um, Far more difficult than any other uh, government-regulated thing known to man. Right. It can take six months to a year to get a Class Three license. You've got to go to a Class Three dealer. You've got to go through a stringent background check where they practically do an enema and rectal exam on you. Yes. Uh, then you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and once you wait. It's mandatory approved, when, it when it you're 55,
1: back, I think, anyway.
4: Yeah. I mean – I could, it would take me a half hour to explain the process, but sure. it's a very stringent well, process. I want, yeah, we
1: don't need to explain the full process because we only have one minute left. But I wanted people to know, a lot of people out there just hear semi-automatic. The wordplay is important. Um, but I want people to know how hard it is to, to. let me ask you this real quick, just 20 seconds. Okay. Is there any firearm law that could have prevented this?
4: Absolutely not. You no. can't prevent it these no. bad guys are going to get guns, and if they don't get a gun, they're going to get a knife. If they don't get a knife, they're going to set the place on fire. They're going to do evil. They made a, you know, those guys in Boston made made a bomb out of a pressure cooker and some nails and some gasoline. I mean, come on, they go down to a, a Home Depot. What, do you get a ban, Home Depot? I like, had a great uncle who died
1: from a pressure cooker. But, Alex, I hate to cut you off. com, right?
4: Yes, sir. PatriotPawnandGun.com. Summit Firearms Academy. Get armed, get trained. Your government exactly. is not going to protect you. you got to protect yourself.
1: Get trained. PatriotPawnandGun.com. But don't go asking him for machine guns because you can't do it. Alex Joy, thank you very much for educating us, sir. We'll, uh, we'll make sure to educate people more after this. Now. Go now. Go now. Go now. Go now.
0: Taking news on Louder with Crowder, I'm Perry Matheson. We take you again to on-the-field reporter Jimmy in Orlando in the wake of this tragedy with exclusive interviews to get to the bottom of the incident and ensure that no tragedy like this occurs again. Jimmy!
1: Yes, Perry, thank you. Uh, I am here with Gene. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, we really want to do our job as journalists responsibly and, and try and mitigate this kind of a tragedy in
2: the future do you think that there's any way uh, or anything that we've missed that you heard in the incident when you were there well you know i can just reiterate what other people were telling you um that he was yelling out allahu akbar that the man was clearly uh unstable and uh it, repeatedly every time he was he was uh being involved in a violent altercation yelling out that uh uh, Muhammad is the holiest of prophets, peace be upon him.
0: Now, 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 Jimmy, it sounded like he kept yelling Muhammad is the holiest of prophets, peace be upon him.
1: No, Perry, that's not what he said.
0: It really sounded like that's what he said.
1: No, what he said was the shooter liked McDonald's and had a piece on him. He had a piece on, a piece is a term, he's African American, it's the term they use for firearms. He had a piece on him. Now, now, now,
0: Jimmy, that is patent bullshit. You are full of it. You need to do your job, Jimmy.
1: I am doing my job. I won't let you taint this with your bigotry.
0: What in the holy hell? What what bigotry? The man just gave you what the, the assailant actually said.
1: So what, you think just because he yells out Allahu Akbar and uh, Muhammad is his only prophet uh, or... Peace be upon him. You think that somehow means that this is Islamically related?
0: Jimmy, you are a hack. You are just the pets. The absolute pets. And I'm ashamed to share airtime with you. We'll keep you abreast. As the story unfolds, the lot of crowder. I'm
5: Harry Lomason.
0: Jimmy, you're a real prick. <laughs>
1: Glad to be back. Are we in the third hour? Third hour. We are in the third hour. Sorry, people listening on the stream, they're going, what do you mean third hour? Because we cut it shorter than, than those listening on radio. By the way, no big announcements. We're, 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 nev- we're not going daily. Don't try and force our hand, and we're just stop. stop.
4: It's rude to, just it's rude. to
1: insist on this. This show will never go daily. We do not have an exploratory committee. There are no plans in the works. Shut up. Your host, Stephen Crowder, producing with me in video studio, as always, is Not Gay Jared him at not KJRF, blah, 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 blah. So um, we have something for our viewers right now. We'll treat. Those listening people. on radio. Uh, of course, right now with the Islam issue, people are saying, well, uh, is, Muslims uh, are, are not peace-hating terrorists. And of course that's the case. They're saying Islam is not a problem. And Islam is entirely compatible with Western culture. The problem with Western culture is guns. And uh, Muslims support freedom of speech as anyone does. And so we, we know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that, for example, you can speak out against Fact. Islam. You can convert. You can fight against Sharia. Of course, freedom of speech. You can draw Muhammad. And so we actually found this one. You may not have, have seen this before.
4: It kind of got buried. It kind of got buried. Back, kind of like long lost.
1: Historically, I don't think people were on not archived well. high alert. It wasn't archived well at all. But thank God for YouTube. We have Bob Ross, your favorite uh, public broadcaster, amazing painter. Uh, And we found this episode of The Joys of Painting, where he teaches you how to draw Muhammad. Let's do it.
7: Hi. Welcome to Joy of Painting. I'm happy to see you here today, especially on this week, Cultural Appropriation Month, as we appreciate the wonderful culture that is the Middle East and our Muslim friends. It's always good to have friends of many different walks of life. So today we're going to be teaching you how to draw a nice picture in a landscape of Muhammad, peace be upon him, the holiest of prophets. So let's show you how to start. you got to get your paint ready. I prefer to use Oils, you could use pastels. It's whatever you pick. Painting can be easy for anybody. Let's just pick a nice neutral color. And we are going to just start drawing Muhammad. A little prophet there. Let me grab a color. There we go. Just give him a body. A little bit of a body there. See, it doesn't have to be complex. Traditional headdress. They wear in the Middle East. Let's give this... Let's give this man a beard. There we go. Nice beard for Muhammad. It protect your face in the sandstorms. Beard's important to have. And there we go. Give him some facial features. See little details. See how that fills out the picture. Now Muhammad, though, look at him. He looks lonely. How about we give him a wife? Let's just draw him. Little wife. Favorite one was Aisha. Little six-year-old wife. Right there. We'll put her in the hijab. Not the full burqa. You can choose your favorite color for the hijab or burqa. Can be black or slate. And little six year old Aisha, you know what? Let's give her a knapsack. She's about that age where she'll go to school. Aisha, Muhammad's favorite wife, was six. Nine when he consummated, she was a good student. And a tender lover. Look at that. See, look. Very quickly, we have Aisha, Muhammad, What a cute couple. But he still seems a little lonely. Let's give him a few more wives. Just a few more wives. These ones don't have to be complex. You can use black or gray. Let's give them the full burqa. There you go. And a couple more wives. Just a couple more wives to keep him company. One, two, three. Of course he had more. You can draw as many as you want. Use the color you want. Muhammad liked some foliage. Let's draw some trees for him. I'm using a forest green, you could use a, you could use a military green because he was a warlord. killed lots of Christians and Jews, didn't like him very much. There we go. Just some foliage, some trees. Let's give some there on the other side of Muhammad there. Let's get just a little bit of green. Oh, that's nice. See, Muhammad was really clear that he should never hurt the trees in a time of war, was very concerned with the plants. Not so much with his wives, so let's give Aisha a little bit of a black eye. I think that's her next step. Muhammad, of course, did strike Aisha, but only lightly, causing her great pain. Let's put black eye there. I'm using mauve. You can use violet. You just want to make sure people see the severe beating Aisha took. You know what? Let's get a crimson red in there. Give little six-year-old Aisha, student lover, a fat lip. That's Muhammad's wife, who he beat. He's drawn right there, so you can see, to the left of her. And there we go, Aisha with a black eye and a fat lip. Oh, look at that picture. Out there in the desert, lonely nights. See, look what we were able to draw here, just a couple of minutes. Painting doesn't have to be hard, especially when your inspiration is Muhammad, the holiest of prophets, who liked to beat a six-year-old wife. Didn't hurt trees, but I had lots of wives. Didn't like Jews. I hope you've enjoyed it. Have a good week and happy painting. <laughs>
1: That's nice. It's good to just lighten it up every now and then. It was. I was really glad we found that. Not political. Just teaching people how to paint. Paint. Hobbies are good. Getting back to the simple joys of life. Uh, Speaking of simple joys, we we haven't updated this in a while. Let me give you a macro from the left. They want to import Syrian refugees from war-torn lands in record numbers. They want to send your women in with men in the restrooms and entirely disarm everyone. What could possibly go wrong there? We talk about the, the cost of freedom. I have this up on my screen, com. For those of you listening terrestrially, we started compiling a, a, a refugee hit list, and then we stopped. It just got to be too long. But mm-hmm. uh, to give you an idea, some things where maybe being armed might have helped. Uh, Germany, Syrian refugee assaults 30 old woman. Germany, Syrian refugee arrested for assaulting children. UK, full of, uh, In the UK, full of British schoolchildren were attacked by migrants who smashed a window and caused the child to suffer an epileptic fit. Muslims attack Germany, uh, attack Germans in Germany, gosh, my mouth is just, attack eight month pregnant old woman in Germany because she was wearing a cross. Norway, three year old boy, raped by multiple people at an asylum center. German leisure center becomes the first to ban all migrants after a school girl was sexually assaulted in a public swimming pool. Uh, Of course you have the Boston bombers. Of course you have the Paris attacks. So, I just want to give you an idea as to what an actual threat is. If you want to talk about something consistent, let's talk about Islam. Not only, the violation of, of, not only the violation of life, not only terrorism, but violation of basic human rights as well. And human rights doesn't mean the right to get a gay wedding cake, it doesn't mean the right to uh, get married anywhere you want, in any church you want, outside of a civil union from the government. I'm talking about fundamental rights like life, not being raped, being able to defend yourself, those don't exist. In many countries in Europe. So that's kind of important. So I wanted to talk, we, something here, we're going to have Dave Rubin after the break. Have a lot of affection for Dave Rubin. I'll explain why. Because he doesn't do what's happened with a lot of other leftists. Um, D.L. Hughley was supposed to be on the show. Then he, he had to cancel. To be fair, D.L. Hughley has come on before. Mm-hmm. He did say he'll do it next week. Jill Sobule, who was working, did the songs for Bernie Sanders, agreed to come on. She didn't come on. Uh, we've had we've had a rash of this lately. Two this week, a big one. Michael Woods Jr., who was on the Joe Rogan podcast, who was on there talking about the Second Amendment, wanting to remove the Second Amendment rights for many people, said no. One, Joe said, "Well, why don't you have? A, why don't you do a debate?" He said, "Oh, no one will do it." Sam Harris turned me down. He said, "No one will debate him. No one will, will do this with him." And I said, "Okay, well, listen, I'll do it. I'd um, love to. I'd love to have a discussion with you. I think it'd be productive." I use the word discussion. He said, "Sure." So this is what he, I want to give you this because we were going to have him on the show. A lot of you were excited. Um, And and let me say this to start off with. I have an immense amount of respect for Joe, Joe Rogan. I've done his show, and I don't just say that as a hollow sort of compliment. I can tell you exactly why I respect him. I disagree with him on a whole lot. Trailblazer with not only comedy, the style that he does, but podcasting, uh, going alternative with that, really building up mm-hmm. a podcast from scratch. I remember when he used to do it with a webcam, really basic, with with Joey Diaz because my friend John Lodgewell was on. And uh, he created it. He went off on his own and also has been immensely successful starting a, or, or working with a business uh, on it supplement company with his podcast, Uh, came into the UFC, obviously one of my favorite sports, when he really wasn't being compensated all that much because he loved the sport. He's a guy who's just done what he wants to do. He lives his life independently. I truly have a lot of respect for Joe, even though I disagree with him. So I want to make sure that if Joe is out there, occasionally he might listen or watch some of this. I didn't want to hijack his show. That's why I offered my platform. I don't ever want to assume or leverage this program to try and force Joe's hand, so I said, "Let's do it." Invited him on our program. This guy, Michael Woods Jr., accepted. Here's the image of Michael Woods Jr. saying, "No, no, that's the that's the private uh, email." The image from him of uh, the tweet. We'll get to the private email, the tweet where he said, "Sure, let's do a Skype call or a pre-record." Do we have that? Yes. He said, all right, we'll see what Joe says. And if it doesn't work, we can do a recorded Skype or something. My DMs are open. So let's go to the DMs. We said, hey, can we have you on this week? He said he was traveling from the coast uh, when he got back. So we said, "Okay, that's fine. You let me know when. Be well. And you can see this up here. Jared will bring it up on screen. Then he went public and changed the conditions and said, new terms. I'll debate Steven Crowder when he put up some GoFundMe. And then behind the scenes told me to act professional when he had moved the goalposts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can bring up the direct message here because I, I want to read it for the audience. He said, um, that's not a debate. What WTF do you not get? A debate is controlled, moderate. It doesn't even make sense. He can't write clearly. Um, but he basically kept changing the goalposts. And he's not coming on for a debate. And he was the one who accepted. He was the one who said no one would debate him. It seems like he just wanted to use this to leverage to get back on Joe Rogan's program. It's really hard to get liberals. We agreed. We said no time limits, no editing. We do that with people. And I'd say seven times out of ten, they just back out. And it's been a real problem. So we tried to bring it to you. Hopefully he comes on. I don't think he has any intent of doing so. But we have Dave Rubin after the break. He's a good one. Stay tuned. Hey, if you're listening to or watching this podcast, there's a strong chance that you are not yet following me on Twitter at S Crowder, where I'm tweeting all day long. I'm ticking off the social justice warriors. You should see the amount of hate I get on there far, far, far worse than any Fat Sports Illustrated model or Black Lives Matter charlatan. So listen, it's free, you get to be entertained, and you can chime in. Also, if you're following me on Twitter, you can send me your tweets and maybe you'll be lucky enough, and I mean lucky enough because I have a lot of followers, okay, that they call me the follower machine, to have your tweet to me, or not Gay Jared, included in our rockinest tweet of the week. So follow me on Twitter, at crowder. If not, I don't want to say I have sights on your mother, but... Oh, she's dead? You're just saying that because I made a mom joke. No, she's really dead? Well, you kind of walked into it.
2: Hey, Steven, what
1: are you doing? I'm just browsing AR15.com. You mean the site about the scary black rifle with the best prices,
4: community, and information on the web? Oh, what the hell's the difference?
1: AR15.com!
7: Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboom! AR15.com! Kaboo!
1: You know, they just heard the three takes. You did three takes, you didn't edit it. They can hear you. Kaboo! to be back guile street fighter theme song makes everything better absolutely and i'm glad to have our next guest i have to say this right off the bat before we bring him on um i have a lot of affection for him i really like the guy i have a soft spot in my heart for him because we disagree on a lot i think he's a good guy i think Mm -hmm. he's a stand-up guy he's one of the few people i haven't spent a lot of time with whom i trust character wise and he's willing to actually show up and stand in the pocket with people uh even if he disagrees with them So, uh, again, you never want to give out hollow compliments. I'm in the business of actually describing why. You can follow him on Twitter at Ruben Report or his wonderful YouTube channel with his talk show. Dave Ruben, thanks for being with us, brother.
8: Crowder, first off, I love the fact that I'm coming into, was that 16-bit Street Fighter? It was.
1: Yeah, so it was Super Street Fighter Guile Song.
8: I wasn't exactly sure what it was, but I knew it was 16-bit something or other, so that's beautiful to come into that. I have Sega Genesis in the other room right now, Very, which that is. really. I know we're always talking about politics and free speech and blah, 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 but why don't we just start one of these video game channels and we'd be freaking rolling in dough. We'd
1: be millionaires, but I'm a Super Nintendo guy, so we'd have to, uh. you know, that's the white privilege of the, the console wars.
8: You know what's funny? I can accept a lot of your radical racist positions, but it's the, it's the Super Nintendo thing that I can't get over. It really
4: gets his goat. It really gets his
8: it, goat. It's like all right, you don't like trans people. I got you know, all right, right, fine. But it's like really Super Nintendo over Sega Genesis?
1: Well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, there are more buttons, but I guess you know, I guess Dave Rubin he doesn't like as much variety with the buttons. That's why he stays with his own buttons. Dave, big week <laughs> <laughs> big week. Stop it, not
8: gay, Jared. Oh, and uh, just one other thing, Crowder, before we get to the big week. Oh, Thank you for explaining to me via text how to tweet before I get on the show. A
1: lot of uh, people just forget. Huh? A lot of people just forget. Well, I just wanted to do this so that way you have the link and you could just hit retweet. You don't have to fashion your own tweet. You should be thanking me. I, 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 is this just, is this, you're just, pe- see, I compliment him and he's just petulant. Just petulant. Nothing so- like perpetuating the original stereotype, Dave. Just likes to bitch.
8: You know, I was—I had to stop the basketball game for this,
1: so I'm just—oh about- gosh, uh, I'm missing it. The basketball game in Los Angeles. I'm sure they cower in fear when Reuben shows up.
8: Basketball game in Los, Los- Angeles. It's the NBA Finals, man. Oh, Kansas. I thought you were playing
1: pickup ball. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I thought <that's laughs> I was saying <laughs> never mind. That joke doesn't work. It I didn't doesn't work. It was the NBA yeah, try again. Game. Well, that's okay. you two both like NBA, so that 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 that's that's in common. So okay, Dave, yeah. we had yes. a listen. I mean, I know you're not really super liberal. You're kind of moderate. You're very reasonable, but all of our liberals have dropped out, and so I said, listen, I need you to come in and pinch hit. And I think you and I slightly disagree on the gun control issue. Let me ask you this: This has happened. This has unfolded this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're a reasonable uh, guy. You're more moderate. You're also gay. I don't think that's any secret. I know you don't. You don't. You don't dine off of that. Was your reaction right away? We have a problem hey, with Islam.
8: Are you always forget? Are you gay again? I always forget. It's
1: it's up in the air, depending
8: on who you ask. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: so I say that because it's obvious. This this affects the gay community, and there's yeah. been a very big outcry from both the left and the right. And it seems like they're just kind. Of, we haven't even talked about that today because I never want to use the gay community as pawns. Um, yeah. What was your reaction? Did you go to Islam's a problem or, oh my gosh, gun control?
8: All right, well, there's a couple things here. So first off, I would always say in every case of this, whether this person had turned out to have been a white Christian or a brown Muslim or a Asian gay person or an you know, a handicapped Indian or give me a couple others, I would always blame the person who did it first. Right. The means right. with which they do it Look, if I had a machine gun, what, what kind of... So they were, originally they were saying it was an AR-15, but now I guess it's something else. It's there, not, right? But an
1: AR-15 <laughs> isn't a machine gun either.
8: Okay, so if I had had... What's the gun? Do you know offhand? Uh, a Sig
1: Sauer MCX. For, to, someone like, to someone like you who hasn't probably fired either, you would think they're very similar. It's a different operating system.
8: Okay, fair enough. So, And that is correct. I have not fired either of them. But, right. but, but I think this will illustrate my point even more. Right. If I had one here right now, I would not think, my God, I have that gun here. I should go into a gay club and shoot gay people, or I should go into a mosque and shoot Muslims, or I should go into uh, you know a church and shoot Christian people. So it is not about the gun itself. Now, we can have a debate about some level of gun control, and is it too easy for people to get guns who shouldn't get guns and that kind of thing? But I always would blame the person who did it for sure. the ideology that made them do it and i and this is again i mean this is where we've really come together and why i have now friends that i consider on the right that i'm I'm happy to have friends we have to talk about bad ideologies and we can't be afraid to and there's one ideology that they hold above all of us and it's the one that would love to have me killed gay atheist, Jew. and guess what (laughs) you're not doing that well either no so so if you guys don't want me to talk about it i mean you know, I was about to curse, so I won't curse. No, but, that's okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I know exactly
1: I, what you said. That's why I ask. because listen, do, do, do you think the gay community is... Listen, there's a war with Islam. There's not a yeah. war with Christianity. The bathroom thing... Here's the thing. It is an entirely tenable position for a Christian or many atheists to say, okay... I think you should use the bathroom to your biological sex. We have some issues with it. That is an entirely tenable position without hate. You can argue the science of it and say they're wrong. Doesn't mean right. they hate somebody. It is not a tenable position to say gays need to be killed or treated as second-class citizens as they are in every Islamic country.
8: Look, the simple fact is, depending on how you add up the Islamic countries, there's about 51 of them. It, it depends if you're talking about Muslim-majority countries or countries where it's really more into the, right. the right. government governmental level, etc. But in all of those countries, it's... Pretty horrific for gay people. It's pretty horrific. You, you know what I mean? Like you can maybe be DL gay somewhere, and not only that, but then in most of these countries too, because they treat their women horribly, and have, and the women, as Bill Maher says, the women have to wear beekeeper costumes in some of these countries. Well, if you're if you're, let's just pretend you're a gay man in one of these countries. Or you're a heterosexual man and you're young and you can't look at women if you're straight, and you can't look at men if you're gay, you can't act on that impulse. Well, as Bill Maher says, that's fertile ground for terror. And I think that's a great way of looking at it. If you can't get out your most natural human impulses, guess what? People like to have sex. Straight people like to have sex. Gay people like to have sex. Everyone likes to have sex. That's just one part of being human. It's a very human thing, right? And if you can't get those impulses out and then at the same time you're listening to to imams and preachers who are demonizing gay people and, of course, demonizing Jews and Israel and all that stuff, well, guess what? It's a perfect combination for this guy who was American, who internalized his homophobia, turned it on himself, and then who did he kill? He killed gay people because his religion taught him Exactly. exactly.
1: Okay, we have to go to a break, and then we will bring you back after the break. I don't know what kind of 16-bit we have after this. I don't know, but hopefully they will. Good, and hopefully. then we'll talk about the gun control, where we disagree, because people will want to hear that. Uh, we need a little bit of it, at least. Ladder with Crowder. Stay tuned. Hey, podcast listener. Thanks for being a friend. We all need friends, except for not gay Jared. You can enjoy this podcast free of charge. Of course, go to louderwithcrowder.com where you can watch it free of charge and read articles. Or what you could really do to support this free content is rate it in the iTunes store or SoundCloud. Just go on there, write a review, rate it, say that you like it. If you hate it, I have no idea why you're subscribed. You have actually taken time out of your day to subscribe to a show that you don't like so you can downrate it. A part of me admires it. Glad to be back. Follow this man, watch his show, youtube.com slash Report. Hey, Dave Rubin, what's going on with your show? Real quick before we continue.
8: Holy cow, Crowder, what a, what a week. Uh, so you knew, you were one of the few people who were on the inside. You knew what was happening three weeks ago. And you know I can keep a secret now. Finally, because I have a couple other things I want to tell you. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> no, so Some uh,
1: of them so I, should be directed at Not Gay Jared Some of them me. I can absorb
8: <laughs> No, so I was with Aura TV since September Which has been great It's Larry King's digital network uh, They've been great to me The, the fact that Larry king the, king, the true king of talk Thought that I was someone that was worthy of bringing in Has been amazing to me But I decided over the last couple of weeks It was just time to own my thing I, I've seen what you've done I've seen what guys like Joe Rogan have done And Adam Carolla and a couple other guys And I was just like my audience is there now. I know what I'm saying. The fact that I'm doing this from the left as the left is crumbling, there's a space for me. And I wanted to try it on my own. So we were going the fan funding route as of this week. And uh, we started on Monday. And right now, we're, I think as, as of a few minutes ago, we're at 18 grand a month already, wow. uh, which is awesome. And it's just from the fans. And, uh, and I'll be beholden to my fans. And I'll just keep saying what I think. And it's pretty sweet. So Larry King's still alive. That's cool. Larry's <laughs> alive in Another news. <laughs> uh, well, w- hold on. Where can people go if
1: they want to do this? Because honestly, people, if you're listening, Ruben Report, you can, you can just even give him a couple bucks a month. I highly recommend it. The guy does good stuff. He comes in the show. He's had me on his show, even though a lot of his audience at the time hated me. Where can people go? <laughs>
8: Well, first off, when we get you back next time in LA, and by the way, not only that, you've also been to the studio. I think you're the only one who's oh. been to my studio. That was a, that was a DL operation right oh, there. Cool. But uh, you can go to rubenreport.com/donate or patreon.com. Slash Ruben report and all the stuffs there, and you get all kinds of you know we do one on one Skypes and all kinds of fun stuff. If you want to jump in on that, sure. And it's cool, you know. I'm grabbing a hold of my of my operation, which is what you've done, and and I think I really think that's the future of this whole thing. But real quick yeah. on Larry King, Larry not only has been great to me, but now I'm invited to his morning breakfast. He has the, he has his old crew of guys. They do breakfast five days a week, and they talk sports and they talk politics and they fight and they argue and they tell jokes. And I went a couple times last week. It's just great. It's like, it's like, imagine Do they if... they roll a casket with Larry wherever he goes as a preemptive measure? Come on, measure? now. Come on. He, he is a great man. He, you know what? It would, imagine if me, you, Milo... Dave Rubin. The whole... Crew, a Jew, correct? Correct. That's how his Houston. interviews go. Uh, <laughs> no, I watched him interview Andrew
1: WK. He said, Andrew WK, there's a rumor that you're not real. And that was it. He didn't even ask a question.
8: <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but imagine, imagine us in 30, in the, for 30 years, imagine us in 50 years doing what we're doing right now, but you know, having breakfast while we're doing no, it. He's like tried it's to so evolve. Cool being in Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what I want to get to, we said we might have some disagreements on gun control. Um, sure. uh, real quick, because we don't have a ton of time. What is your position on this? You're saying keeping the guns out of hands of people. So I, I just want to hear your position. If you can surmise it in like 30, 45 seconds, so we can get down the trail of deconstruction. Yeah.
8: Well, I didn't say keeping guns out of the hands of people. No, I said there were people. certain people... Yeah, yeah, there are certain people who shouldn't have guns. Everyone knows that. If you're on the terrorist watch list, you shouldn't have a gun. I mean, that's, you know, I'm pretty sure you agree with me on that. No. no, You don't agree with me. If you're on the terrorist watch list, you should have a gun.
1: Okay, what about the no-fly list? Are you including that? Because people use them interchangeably as well.
8: Right, so I know there's a difference between the terrorist watch list and the no-fly list. So without getting... We, we but not that a huge time. difference. You so can be I, put I, on,
1: and there's no appeal, there's no due process, uh, and there's no way to get off. And they remember, um, Napolitano said that uh, right-wing Christians should be flagged for, as domestic terrorists. Anyone can be put on. Anyone has been put on without due process. And um, this guy wasn't on it. So you don't even know sometimes, it. so you're boarding a flight. Yeah, the flight list, but well, even the terrorists yeah. you don't even know.
8: Well, not only was this guy not on it, but he was on other FBI watch lists, and they totally dropped the ball on it. So you know I'm not going to come in here and defend the government, right? No, but That's they, but they took him off. Right, but that—that pro- I mean that's proving my point that you know these guys are pretty inept anyway. So right, but that's you know. my
1: point. So my point is, you can't use a terror watch list or no-fly list. It doesn't mean anything.
8: So I would say this: look, forgetting the nitty-gritty, which we can't solve in thirty seconds, I would say that if you—if your issue is guns then you, at the very least, have to have an honest discussion about Islamism. But if the left won't have an honest discussion about Islamism, then guess what? You're never gonna have the discussion about guns. There's a legitimate debate, an honest debate to have about guns. Uh, and I probably am somewhere more to the left than you on that. I think there's some control that would make sense. But I'm, I'm absolutely for the Second Amendment, and I believe people have the right to bear arms. Right. Um, but that being said, if you just never let people have the honest discussion about a doctrine that literally says "kill you" as the non-believer and kill the gays right. and subjugate women and all of that stuff, if no, you're not no, we, even allowed to we, we talk agree about on that, that then, then you can't then you can't tell those people to take away their guns. So I understand. Your people like oh, you, huh. I we, we agree position.
1: on that. And I just I need yeah. I need to get to some of the disagreement because you are filling in for a, 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 a Coward who refused to come on the show. So we need someone <laughs> to so I need to do this I'm not trying to be mean, but we just every leftist drops out and you're far more reasonable But let's just pretend you're not so the terror watch okay. list and no fly list doesn't mean anything, right? Let me ask you this. This is genuine. Okay, because I, I, I genuinely sure. think that people in Los Angeles I was just on the phone with Google with people mm-hmm. over there in Google at the executive offices And uh, I asked her, I said, do you have a gun? She said, no. I said, have you ever known anyone who's purchased a firearm? She said, no, I've never known anyone who's needed one. And that is such a bias that people don't understand. They can't possibly know. So I don't say this to say you're stupid, but I do think that most people in California, uh, particularly in the big cities, are incredibly ignorant when it comes to firearms. And they need to be educated. And that's why I say, matter of fact, I'm buying you a gun. I'm buying you a gun, Dave Rubin, I'm going to send it to you so you can see what the process is like. Because people yeah. who've never purchased a firearm, yes, I will do it. People who've never purchased a firearm, you're going to have to go through so much paperwork, you'll never believe again that people are just buying guns willy-nilly. Let me ask you this. When I like the
8: idea of you buying a gun, but I just the paperwork? Do I have to do the paperwork, or do you that's do the That's the point,
1: and we'll have you videotape yeah. it, because these people are going out acting like there's no paperwork, no background check.
8: When I say semi-automatic, paperwork right now.
1: Okay, but when I say semi-semi-auto, you're Jewish. You should love paperwork. You get into the legal stuff all the time. (laughs) Um, When I say semi-automatic, yeah. What do you What do you think? What does that
8: mean? So listen, I'm not a I'm not a gun aficionado. So this is I I I don't say
1: it to make you sound stupid. It'd be like asking me what a specific carburetor is.
8: I wouldn't know, right? I right. So when someone says semi-automatic to me. My sense is that with a semi-automatic, you can press once and you're going to get a certain amount of rounds out. And that is basically a semi-automatic. One. Only one. Ever. One round. One round,
1: one trigger pull, one round. That's every gun outside of bolt action or pump action. Right. So I say that because, like I said, a certain amount of rounds. So if we're... And again, I don't... I'm not at all trying to insult you, so don't think this is an ambush. But you say a certain amount of rounds. You probably thought, right, when I say semi-automatic, maybe burst fire. Not a machine...
8: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's not that's not that's not legal unless you have a specific license. That's a lot of paperwork and very expensive. So here's my point. Huge I understand, waiting list time. Huge waiting list time. I understand that most people are like you; they don't fully know what it is. But the second you've owned a firearm, you know what a semi-automatic is. So that's where I ask you. I, I challenge uh, leftists. If when you hear Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, whoever it is, using that as a term to conflate the issues, they obviously know better. But they're deliberately using it to mislead Americans into thinking what you thought until we had this conversation.
8: Well, so that's also why people come from this from different schools. So the, the the world that I live in, what I've been trying to do is talk about ideas. I've been trying to talk about ideology. I've been trying to talk about means that make people do things. Right. So if we were to get into any of that, if we could get into any of that, you're not going to get me on any of that. But so I don't focus on that. No, I, I'm, I'm not trying it. to get, get you, but I'm No, to. Tr- no, 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 no. But it's it's, it's politicians
1: who are misleading, and it's very easy to mislead people in L.A. or New York, not so much the rest of the country. And that's why it creates this mindset of civil war, and they treat people like these dumb bumpkins. Whereas the the, the fact is, when it comes to firearms, there are people who know anything and people who know nothing. And my issue is Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, they're surrounded by semi-automatics. You have to attribute it to collusion. And so it's the same thing with the terror list or no flight. It doesn't doesn't mean anything. You can be put on it. You could be put on the tear list or no-fly list if Donald Trump wins, and he doesn't like you for speaking out against him.
8: No, it's just I for coming it. on the and, show. And... Just for coming on the show. He did not like me either. <laughs> Trust me, I'm sure he wouldn't be thrilled with that with my show either. But my my bigger point was, I know you're not trying to get me on that. I'm not worried about that. My my bigger point was that. People like us who who are in the public space, we come at this from different philosophical parts. So you come at, at at it more of you want to protect the Second Amendment in its sort of purest form, and I'm coming more at the philosophical side of some of the, the ideological stuff. But that's right. why these conversations have to happen. Yes. And I and look, but here's I, what I'm saying. I, say I bet all the time, if you I have had a lot f- to learn about things.
1: Yes, I bet. Here's the one thing. I bet if you had a firearm, if you'd ever mm-hmm. purchased a firearm, or if you knew what an AR-15 was, or went and fired it, you would never have the same opinion on the Second Amendment again. I mean, philosophically. You wouldn't, if you understood what these firearms are. Um, that's why I say you it. That's why it's important.
8: Do the paperwork. If you do, will you do the paperwork? I just hate paperwork.
1: No, no. You have. That's the whole point. I, I, right. I'm starting a gift a gun hashtag gift a gun because anyone who's ever purchased a firearm can call BS when people are out there sp- spouting these talking points. You will never believe it again that someone is legally purchasing a firearm or an automatic weapon without a background check. Once you've ever purchased a firearm. You'll never believe it again. That's why, that's not to get you. It is such a pivotal moment in someone's view on the Second Amendment. And an AR-15 is a glorified, high-pressure 22 round. Um, it's it's less powerful than the hunting rifles that I have here in this house. So, like you've talked about, education, though, specifically on guns, uh, the technicalities matter because people think of them as these, as these scary things and don't know what they are, and they're deliberately being misled.
8: Can I, I get that gun that Jesse Ventura had in Predator? Do you have that?
1: I would like that firearm as well. That's a was like kind of what do you call it, minigun? I don't remember that. I didn't see that one. And the gun. That thing was awesome. I I don't don't think that thing was real.
8: I I interviewed him once, and he said it was like actually being held by somebody off camera because it wasn't even like a real. No, no,
1: no, no. It's not. It's not practical. Um, Yeah. Well, like the term assault weapon doesn't mean anything, right? I've used this as an example. This is. uh, I've talked about this. It's it's not loaded. This is illegal. Uh, I don't know if it's illegal in California, but that is a basic revolver, right? Well, okay. that has over 10 rounds. That's beyond capacity. That's an assault weapon. So people need to understand that. That is an assault weapon. You can have a basic hunting rifle that's an assault weapon. You can have an AR-15 or a gun that this guy used, depending on modification that isn't. And so I really do think information on what these firearms are is important because it's one of those issues, right? Um, probably like the freedom of speech issue. If you, once you speak on campus, you see that it's real. Once somebody fires a firearm or purchases one, their opinion changes forever. They're never pro gun control. It doesn't happen.
8: Right. And actually, that's why the truth of what we're talking about when you talk about Orlando is right smack in between of what we're talking about. So right. you're laying out you're laying out serious and uh understandable cases about guns and, and uh, all that and then what i'm talking about is the ideology that would allow people to pick up one of those things and say i'm going to murder right. innocent people and it's those two things together so of course the hysterics on both sides are always going to say if you if you want to hide the truth about islamism you'll say it's about guns if you want to hide the truth about guns you'll say it's about islamism you know and all that but the truth is it's right in the middle and i know that you for whatever weapons you have in your house right now I'm pretty sure that Steven Crowder is not going out to shoot innocent people tonight because as much as people may say you're a racist, bigot, blah, blah, blah. I am. That actually hate isn't in your heart, even though you want people to think that it is.
1: Oh, you better be careful, sir. I will, I will, <laughs> if you come meet me in Texas territory, you are in for a rude awakening. When I get with my boys <laughs> and we throw back some Bud Lights in the pickup
8: truck, you oh, don't please. want to be around me. Come on. When we met on the street the other day, you gave me a hug. You You wouldn't let go. Told told you this
1: guy's gay. He he must have smelled really. (laughs) I bet he smells good. He's a lovely guy. And the first thing he said, he goes, "I knew you were a big guy. I didn't realize you're you're." People always say that. I think it's because they have a relatively small head compared to most broadcasters. You're very, you're large. You're very large. I'm large and in charge. And I, I would disagree. I don't think the truth here is in the middle. I, and I think you would agree the truth here is more toward the right where it is an Islamic problem and we need to acknowledge it. The, the oh, ideology yeah, is more important. But, yeah, if we need to get you either a firearm or get you to a range, we'll make a video because I think th- that is one of the issues. It saves lives. Good example, kids when they were put in a room alone with a gun. What they never tell you is that the 20 kids they were playing them with putting in the mouth, the two kids who were entirely responsible, it was the only two kids who were trained with guns. It changes oh. the way you approach- I'm sorry, we're, we're going to a break. Mr. Ruben, we have to let you go. Ruben, uh, youtube.com slash Ruben Report. Done. Done. Oh, here you go. Sega Genesis now. We got the Sonic oh, song. Yeah. Oh, just Sonic, for you. there
8: you go. Nice. Oh, there's Sonic.
1: And uh we have to go. I didn't hug Dave Rubin. That never happened. That's all. I of with Crowder. Stay tuned.
8: You hug. Stop it! <laughs>
1: Crowder here. Hey, Jared, what are you doing? Ah, I'm just having trouble getting through this book. That's because you can't read. I know. You should have used Freedom Project Academy. Freedom what? Yeah, Freedom Project Academy. Just go to fpeusa.org. It's a fully accredited private online school, no common core, and absolutely no government funding whatsoever. All the classes are taught live online, kindergarten through high school, with real teachers based around the country. So through Freedom Project's classical curriculum, students master the basics like math, English, history, science, alongside some more commonly neglected courses like logic, You're not getting that in a lot of schools, economics, American studies, and Latin, all of which foster the long-lost art of critical thinking and create leaders for tomorrow. All classes are recorded to be viewed 24-7, and you can get your very own sneak peek of any class or professor at fpeusa.org. Open enrollment runs March through July, but classes always fill up fast. Now, do you have your GED equivalency, Jared? No, is that important? I think so. I mean, you might want to give them a call. That's Freedom Project Academy at fpeusa.org. Got to be back. Got caught in the Riptide. There are monsters in these here parts. There are monsters monsters around these parts. These parts. They're not very nice around these parts here with Riptides. Dave Rubin, at Dave Rubin. Go give the guy some dough. Uh, Good for him. Up to $18,000 a month in fan funding. Man, the world has changed. Uh, He is is more honest than Walter Cronkite, or Dan Rather, or or Larry King. I know he likes Larry King. Twice the stud. Larry King's full of crap, man. I don't like Larry King. Oh. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but man, have you ever seen his interviews lately? I am not. I tend oh to gosh. avoid most Like he'll interview Jenna interviews. Marbles. Uh, she's on YouTube. He goes, so Jenna, you're a YouTube star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> That's his actual interview. Andrew WK, some people say you are not real. What else? He goes, why the white? Well, you know, uh, I, uh, I just, I, this is the way I dress, and I feel, uh-huh. What kind of shirt are you wearing? And I, I know Andrew W.K. wears Fruit of the Loom, because that was what fascinated uh, Larry King.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you ever wear different pants? Larry, you're concerning us. Uh, big week, man, busy week, I feel like it was so tight, we, we didn't get to fit everything in. There were a lot of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, that's what she said, and that was the problem for lots of individuals. Stop it! I'm ashamed. That's, you should feel great shame. <laughs> These are nice people, this audience here. Uh, it depends where they're listening. Ugh. I don't believe that about everybody. Gosh, Islam, though, talk about a, a, a religion that is just cursed. Yeah. Mecca. Can you imagine that? Mecca, how many, I mean, just st- stampedes that have happened. The crane that happened. The crane, it, remember, remember, the, remember the remember the lightning. Is that, if I remember right, there was a cool video. I will not say cool, because people died. crap. But Shut the lightning up. was For cool. For the rest of all time with this, it was a
4: crazy video. Stuff happened. Back to you, Steven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, seriously, first off, it's like you have the tramplings, <laughs> but then the crane at, like, that's your holy site in Mecca. Could you imagine going to Jesus' tomb? And there's a caterpillar tractor. No, run down like oh, where's That'd the be terrible. Where was where did the bot? Where was the empty tomb found? Well, if you you make a left at the John Deere tractor, it's like you know you go. you the zoo, and your favorite parts on construction. It's a huge bummer. It's really distracting. It ruins the mood. It's not good for anybody. But uh, it, it is a rough, Cranes. rough religion. And um, man, I will tell you this. I, I openly say this, uh, and I think there are plenty of Muslims out there, of course, who are decent people. Um, but listen, they are apostates in the general history of Islam, and I think Islam is evil. I will say this. I've said it before. Islam is the great evil of our time. By the way, if you want me to actually try and set up sending a firearm to Dave Rubin, tweet me. At S. Crowder. I wonder how we can do that. I think you can do it. You can order to California to an FFL. It's just really hard process. It is a hard process. You can't carry, there. and it's hard to have it in your house. But I really do think that is an issue. Hashtag gift a gun. The more people who have firearms, the more people who go through the paperwork, and of course, if you gift it, get them uh, some kind of a, a access to a course, or if you send them to a respectable FFL dealer, they almost always advise a, a safety course. You did one.
7: Yeah, they don't offer them there. They, there's
1: generally, they have contacts for people who offer courses. Yeah. Great, I did great one resources. as well. And yeah. um, it, it really is a- you Never stop training. Never stop. Well, you never stop training, and it's fun to train with a firearm. It is fun. Someone today said, name me one thing about firearms that is good for society. Here's the thing, the right to firearms isn't necessarily about society, it's about individual rights. And that's one thing people do a lot. They conflate individual God-given human rights with society. The thing about the Second Amendment, and people will tell you about the Constitution, this is important because I wanted to go back to the, the, the sort of rant earlier that people seem to react to. Maybe we'll archive that as its own video. People like, say, well, the Constitution was written by white racists and uh, slavery. Well, here's what's so crazy about that. Slavery was the law of the land, and it continued. And they put in inalienable rights... And that was what was found to be unconstitutional. They said you can't have rights given to them by God. This would have never come to fruition with atheists. It doesn't mean there aren't good atheists, but this is reality as far as history. They said you can't have inalienable rights because that means the rights are given to them by God, not by government. We're not giving them these rights. And we can't have that and then say that we're going to take away rights from black people. That's the justification for ending slavery. That language inalienable rights. You need to understand that. So it was the law of the land. They found that it wasn't reconcilable with the Constitution. Now, and it wasn't included. It was omitted because it was the law of the land. Here's the difference with the Second Amendment. And it was fixed. The Second Amendment, the law of the land, was citizens didn't get guns. From the old world. Citizens were not allowed to be... To have the capabilities to fight off a government. That was the law of the land. And they expressly went out of their way to say, We are changing the way we do this took them a while with slavery still before most other countries but the second amendment was right away why because they just fought off a tyrannical government they knew they couldn't do it without it and george washington for people people just love to throw it around listen i'm not i'm not the history buff but i've read quite a bit on the founding fathers george washington is one of the very very few people in history and i mean of the best presidents of the best world leaders throughout any empire or great nation Who walked away and said, I don't want this power. And people were saying, you need to be, they loved him. George Washington probably could have been president till the day he died. He said, nope, too much power for one man. Can't do it. That is incredibly noble. And these are people who said, nope, too much power. If you look at these founding fathers, they pushed away the power that people, because that's human nature. They want to give certain people power. Give unto us a king. And they said, no. And also, let's make sure that all of you have the ability to fight off a king. So it is very different. People will try and tell you, well, the Constitution is dated. It was written by racist white men as Samantha B, who uses Salon or Slate as sources unironically. Um, the Second Amendment, when taken literally, is very, very clear. When you give it more context, it's even more clear. Let's contrast that with what I believe to be the great evil of our time, Islam. When taken literally, kill them wherever they lie. When taken literally, beat your wife. When taken literally, kill all Christians and Jews, it's really bad. When taken more contextually, and you understand abrogation, Muhammad's later work superseding the earlier work, it gets increasingly violent. When taken more contextually, the Quran gets worse. So again, with the Second Amendment and Quran, the literal interpretation seems really clear, and the context only adds to that. So get the context. Do your research. Read the Quran, read the Constitution. Talk to you next week.